So we're doing episode 57 Badass Records podcast where we bullshit about uh, your life and some of your uh, favorite records. Um, Brett Batliner. Hello. Fucking house. Finally. Finally. (laughs) Uh, In fact, when you uh, got here, I I was going to open the door and be like, it's all right, guys. He's here. He made it. <laughs> but as you mentioned, your voice was carrying all right. I was like, oh, he's, he got that cover for me. Um, so let's see here. I, I really should. I, I, I get, we all get a free pass for like the last three years, memory wise. Everything's a for little sure. hazy. Oh, but sure. like, uh, I, sh- I, I struggle with like the two. 2010 to 2012 window on what was and i shouldn't because my first child was born two days before christmas on uh, in 2010 right um but nevertheless uh I, so i think we met in a 2011 I think it was 11 because okay. that's when jay beans opened okay that was, there that's what it is yeah that was the year after i was basically forced to drop out of high school unless i wanted to go for what? another full year forced by who uh it was either quit Today or be a super senior and go for a whole nother year, essentially. A, a, a fifth year of high school, right? And I said, "Fuck, fuck that!" that. <laughs> I said, "Fuck that!" I wouldn't do that today. I have, like I have a job. I'm like you know I live at home with my parents. Obviously, like I didn't fully support myself, but I was like you know I'm working in a kitchen, washing dishes part time. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. just gonna start working full time. And you know I told my mom that day, and she was less than thrilled <laughs> about my decision. But yeah. Well, I was, I was old enough to make the decision on my own because in the state of Missouri, when you're 17, you're considered an adult. So I didn't need my parents' consent. Good job, Missouri. To quit. Yeah, way to way to go. I mean, <laughs> nailed it on that just one. <laughs> so many hooks of pride we yeah. can hang our hats yeah, on. No shit. My uh, dad, my dad didn't know for a long time. In- intentionally, intentionally, just to keep just the yep, heat. Yep, okay. just to keep the heat down. And I think eventually he kind of. I think he put it together because my dad's not an idiot. Right. At all. Right. He's not dumb. Um, but so like I, I chefed for a half a year with Tim mm-hmm. uh, and then was doing social work in KCK for three years. I, I drove during work hours from KCK to the bean three times because I was like, I, I think in hindsight, I was a little bit unsure on the place, but mostly just the decision to, I, I was out, I got out yeah. and, but there was, now I have a child. So I, I forget, did you know Tim? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying them, is, like... is we, we, he was the AGM of a brew pub that I chef. That's right. Okay. But that's it was right. very yeah, short lived. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I got out for sure. And then he stayed with that company and then reached out and was like, I bought a place, you know, so, which like the location of that place was fucking sweet. The I Bean. Wish, I wish that place could have worked out. Is it not still the Rebecca Grill? Is it? No, it is now. Oh God, I think it's a bike shop now. Actually, no, uh. like, I think I'm pretty sure it's a bicycle store. Oh, because <laughs> wow. we were attached to that pizza place, like next door pizza. I just was looking at. Yeah, uh, it's called. Their, it's called Long Bell Pizza now. They had. I ju- but right before you got here, I was f- on Facebook. And uh, they had a, a, a special board, chalk, mm-hmm. the jabroni pizza. <laughs> for, for Travis Kelsey's yeah, yeah. deal. Yeah. it's <laughs> awesome. But yeah, it was always like, we're next door to next door next pizza. Next door pizza, right. So yeah, I'm um, pretty sure they turned that into like a Trek bike shop or something like that. Weird. It's, I don't think it's the Rebecca Grill anymore. Well, I popped in there once just to see if there was uh-huh. any possibility of selling to him. And uh, yeah, they 
try to do the like six layers of, I'm like there's four people in this building <laughs> right. and I actually know the how the building is laid out right. very well right so you're not anyway he finally like, came out you know just already sort of looking like he's washed his hands with me before the conversation even started right and I knew that they were like buying from somebody else and it was a long shot but just to see and, and I was like cool man yeah I used to you know and he was like you used to what I was like I, used to, I chefed here for a minute um and he was like oh and i was like i'm sorry right. and then he took the opportunity <laughs> like, to tell me how absolutely filthy the place was when they took over ownership and they, how they were scraping the fucking side of the griddle and the oh. i was like well uh that's really rude regardless <laughs> you, you don't right. know the whole story <laughs> right. which turns out to be that i was gone like i don't know 10 months or 14 months or something before mm -hmm. it closed so I don't know what kind of supervision was happening. So, but right, just, but also like fuck you, you're a creep, dude. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, um. But anyway, uh. So we so we go back to eleven. Um. And what a what a ride that was for even a. It's funny how like, uh, service industry can be. If you, I mean, that's not a small operation no. on your shirt there. I mean, no. they've, and they've got a, a number of spots and so right. it's a thing. It's an animal that you must keep leashed or it will, right. you know, got to keep the cogs oiled. Right. Um, and so you can have sort of this crazy, you know, vibe in the, you, you do the long hours together and it's, you yep. all that stuff, but you can also have it in a, in a little place. Um, and you know, I mean, just, what a staff! I mean, <laughs> we had an interesting, how many an interesting cast of characters. For lunches sure. <laughs> I did with uh, just Lonnie and Charlie as my servers. I was like, "Am I in a fucking movie? Like, this is so." Well, do you remember uh, what was his name? Fuck, Shaky Josh. Uh, Heck, who was in the kitchen? Josh Heck. I can't remember his last name, but I feel like he was always coming off a bender anytime he'd like walk in the kitchen in the morning because he would like, huh try to hold a spatula or a knife and his hand is just like fucking shaking. I mean, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but he's, I mean, he like, he ended up having a little bit of leadership or responsibility there. And then he actually ended up, uh, becoming the chef at the next spot that I went to. Oh, no a shit. A few spots after me. So he stuck with it. Cool. Good for him. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's, I don't know. Uh, I think he's kind of a private, quiet guy yeah. um i mean i've hit him i've tried to text him and message him on facebook but for sure nothing right um but anyway um so you were you did you stick around i can't remember after i was gone i think i did for a little bit because you fired me to teach me a lesson one time one th and th then th you brought me back yeah. like a week or two later or right something. Okay, because you saw because you saw something in me, but you stuck me on the dish pit when i came back and i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> But you had to teach me a lesson. Uh -huh. so well, I, I, I think it. I don't think you had a phenomenal track record of punctuality and showing up for shifts. So I showed up. Uh, it would just be when I'd show up. <laughs> anyway, but were you so you were there still for a while? I think not too long after because okay. you were pretty well the main reason I stayed there. Oh, right. And then you his... were one of the key driving factors in me staying there. And nothing against Tim or anybody else because they're great. But right, I don't know, being in the kitchen is a little bit different than dealing with the front all the time. Yeah. So for sure. I think it maybe lasted another month, maybe at the Oh, okay. Ma maybe not even that long. 
but that's 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 digging way deep. I, that's that's why it's tough. I mean, to, 12, 12 years ago, the yeah. amount of jobs in and out of kitchens and all the other shit that I did in between then, that I mean, it, it just all fades together. Yeah, which is crazy to even think that I'm saying twelve years ago. Yeah, I mean, were that's you, insane. Were you even twenty one <laughs> back then? No, yeah, I was. I was. Think uh, so. I think I was. 19 yeah all you boys were I was, underage uh, yeah. but fucking raging every night <laughs> i mean it's like i said yeah i remember I think that was why you fired me is because we did a shitty close because we were trying to get to a house party <laughs> well i mean i was always a you know three strikes person it was never just yeah. like one thing but yeah. anyway uh but have so born raised out in the summit and Lee Summit, yeah. Born at St. Luke's Hospital in Kansas City, okay. St. Luke's East. Uh, okay. Grew up in Lee Summit, yeah. right in downtown Lee Summit. Nice. Uh, parents had a lake house in Lottawana for a long time. As had? Long as have. Well, had okay. at the same time, yeah. Got uh, I don't know when they bought that, but it was definitely just a weekend home, kind of the little home away from home deal. But it got to the point of my two older brothers like, oh, well, you know, we're old enough to kind of be on our own. We'll go take care of the house during the week take care of the house during the week, have people over. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it got to the point where we were spending more days out there. And my parents are finally like, why are we paying for two houses? We like it better out here anyway. Let's sell the house in town and oh, just really? fix the house up in Lottawana, you know, turn it into an actual full-time okay. livable home. And that happened when I was probably fuck, between the ages of four and six. I want to oh, say okay. like, how old are your older brothers? Um, Currently, the gap, what is I got to think about it? Goddamn. Because uh, it's always easy to remember because it's, yeah, my oldest brother is 50. And then. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. We all came from different fathers. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then middle brother would be, what is he right now? 40. He either just turned 42 or 43, I want to say. Okay. So they were just a couple years apart. But then my. So what, are you 30? I just turned 30. 30. Just turned 30. 30 last year, last God, July. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they were, they, I mean, they were bummed, I guess your brothers when your parents were like, sorry, your, <laughs> your party house is Sunday gone. through Thursday. Right, paradise. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, no, that my parents were always cool. Like they, I didn't see it at the time, but they were definitely the cool parents, you know, like you're going to come over and hang out. You're not driving your car home. Sure. Like, we're right. taking your keys. Right. You're staying here. And my brother's always kept a really tight-knit group of friends. You know cool. what I mean? So they'd Did have a you... couple of randoms come over every now and then. But even then, parents are open arms. And But uh, you didn't have any sort of friction happening with them while you were at the Bean? Everything was chill? With my parents? Yeah. Mm, me being a rebellious punk kid, thinking I know everything. Right. You know, typical shit. Okay. Nothing right. too, like, straining. All, that was more so... Like my sophomore, junior years of high school, like really like developed huge anxiety out of nowhere. Like really? it came really, really late in my life. I feel like huh. uh, I was probably 15 and my parents just, they didn't know what to do. So they <laughs> stuck me in the car. I can't remember where they said we were going, but we didn't go there. We went to Two Rivers, the fucking loony band. Yeah, yeah. My and, ex was working there part time when my, do- when our daughter was born. Yeah. Um, that they just didn't know what to do. So I get stuck in there for a whole day with a bunch of like fucking drug addicts and better, shit. Better than like, a whole year, by the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they, you know, like interviewing all of us one on one and they finally get to me and like, so what are you in here for? Like, what what's going on with you? And I'm like, I think I'm just depressed and have anxiety. Like, I'm not like, 
in the back alleys, like doing right. meth and you know other unfavorable things for drugs. But like it was, so, it, it was, it was definitely an eye opener though. It was. Have I, you? I think I needed it. Like, uh, I'm assuming you've thought about the pockets of life leading up to that day. Since then, did you have you ever been able to put a finger on what the anxiety was? Um, so I've been through multiple therapists since okay. then and stuff, and they target it as um, I've had a lot of death in my life. Like it was from a young age, like started with my grandma when I was like five or six. And they said a lot of like that internal anxiety is actual just kind of PTSD coming okay. out. Sure. So I've got, and uh, like every year since I was like 14 or 15, there's been at least like per year, one major huge like loss. I, mean, I have a life. note in here that it seems like that still happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, fe- I feel like, in, in, I, I don't know what the numbers are, but in the last couple or three years, I feel like I've seen you post two, three, four times. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck dude? Like yeah. assuming m- most of the time and, I, and my memory's shit, but assuming when I see them that they're like people that are close to your age. Yep. And I'm always like, what, what's well, going and on? Dude, it, a lot of it is, it's so crazy. Like, fucking heroin like made its way back i was afraid you're gonna say that yeah it's it's the fentanyl man like it's 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 seriously still out there and it's it's bad it's real bad in the last i want to say since 2017 i think so fentanyl is in heroin i thought it was in they put it in cocaine too they put it in everything they can put they they can put it in weed just to it's to it's now weighs more than what it cut exactly it's like instead of baby aspirin you know they're using this other substance and it's Fuck, dude. you can't tell what's in there you know unless you can heroin you're, yeah you're used to heroin fuck no i mean no never stuck in the needles i like, just i don't know i never that's the i can i never like, know how you get to that right like, i like and you know i've you know I've pretty much done every drug under the sun i mean aside, drugs are fun aside, like, right yeah when but used in the proper safety way, first right right exactly, i mean exactly at least your intention has to be safety first right uh because we all know we can whoops and told you know seeing i think seeing a lot of that too like even in high school like knowing of people dying of drug overdoses and because i ran with a couple of people who were a little bit older and stuff you know not necessarily like super good friends but sure. you know mutuals of yeah. other people and all that and having older brothers who went through the same thing and all that they obviously not to the degree that it is now it was not as severe then as what they've told me right but yeah, it seems that I think it's been at least eight or nine of my good friends Jesus. since like 2017 have overdosed or what? Yeah, that is fucking that's bananas. It's, it's wild, isn't it? Absol- wow, absolutely insane. Man, yeah. I'm sorry. That hey. is brutal. Yep. Um, Jesus. So, uh, mo- did mom, mom and dad into music? Did they put music on. Uh, my dad and mom love music. Okay, like, still like, oh yeah, nice. still to this day. He can't. You, have to, you don't really outgrow that. I feel like no, it's just in no. There, it's it's right? if it's in you, it's in you. Yeah. They never played music. Nobody in my Ooh. family, aside from my cousin, played music. Like I'm the, talking about, put on record, oh, put on the radio. Not yeah. not an oh yeah instrument. no yeah for sure though. Your, yeah, your parents abs- did. Absolutely. Oh, my dad still spins records. Okay. Daily. He's probably in the garage right now <laughs> drinking a fucking Mick Ultra, nice. listening to something from Watching the Watching those calories and those right. carbs, yeah. man. <laughs> Mick Ultra. Shouts out. We need a sponsor. Right. Um, but so what What? What was he into? And did, did mom play stuff too? Or My dad would more so play stuff for me because my mom was all 
Enya, Celine Dion, stuff like that. You I love know? some Enya. Enya's great. So you, she like, can keep like Celine as, Dion. Like, like, at, like, as an adult, like, going back and listening to the music my mom played me when I was a kid, like, in the car, I have a bigger appreciation for it now. Nice. Than when I was, like, five or six, rolling around, listening to what I thought was, like, fucking church music or right, whatever. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. But... My dad definitely imprinted on me more. Uh, I think my brothers the most. Oh, okay. For sure. What my were they the into? Most. Uh, fuck. Name it. Name it. Anything from yeah. the 90s on. Did, like, did, but did both of their, were their tastes similar or were they different? So they were some... similar but adjacent. Okay. My middle brother, Blake, kind of went more, that's where I get my love from 311 from is him. But my oldest brother kind of has the more grungy okay. kind of Stone Temple Pilots, sure. Alice in Chains style stuff. So I I get it from a lot of places. That's and I cool, get like man. the kind of classic stuff from my dad, like the love of Pink Floyd that I have will never die sure. because of my father. There you <laughs> like, go. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to Dark him, Side of the Moon. Would he like, come do one? Oh, for sure. He'd love to do one of these. For I real? He, I bet he would. I mean, yeah. I would love it. Well, I bet he would. Um, but it makes sense if like when if you strip everything away, boil it all down to your ultimate jam being three eleven, it it matches that you would have a whole mm-hmm. bunch of influences because right. they're kind of this like right and i tell body. people all the time too like you can listen to their first album from 1993 and then listen to their most recent record and you wouldn't know that it's the same band because seriously they're so i have i have a question about that on here too yeah but, for sure yeah um, no I, I i they're so versatile and like with i mean if you have an ear for music you're yeah. obviously going to know yeah. it's the same guys or whatever but like to the naked ear listening to one track off their last album compared to their first, you're going to be like, holy fucking shit. Right. Um, so did you, I mean, so they, they have mom and dad have records of their own. You have two older brothers. Do you first purchase for you or first? Uh, in- so I think the first CD I bought with my own money was the Eminem show. Okay. Walmart edition. Okay. <laughs> Clean. Clean cut. Yeah. yeah. I think that was the first one I ever bought with like my own you, money. If you're the person that like, uh, say Eminem, I don't know how it works, but just say Eminem says, here's the record. Right. And then the Walmarts of the world that right. want to have a clean version, then uh, uh, all right, here's how here it is how we got it. You fix to make it clean, right? And then they go through and they take out the bad words. And when they're done, they're probably like, "This is still pretty. It's still vulgar. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty good too." But right? Yeah, no, but I mean, like, well, there's out- one. It's funny. There's a there's a whole track on there that I didn't even know like existed. It's called Drips, and it's a song with him and Obi Trice, and it's about how they have sex with the same girl and she gives them both an STD. Oh my God. And okay. it, and the, the edited version of the song, it's like a three second clip of nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just you literally left just, us with it's, nothing. It's just yeah. like white noise. And well, that's it. Uh, some folks have, uh, we've had a couple Eminem, you know, Marshall Mathers and the slim shady. Um, and so, you know, uh, try to put some notes together and listen to whatever yeah, your records sure. are for sure and uh so uh it was slim first or marshall first uh slim shady lp was first okay and then so marshall the marshall mathers, mathers i think when i was preparing for that one and it's obviously like i'm familiar with most of his stuff back then so i like i know the words but right. i forget things like the insane clown posse sketch right sketch where <laughs> right. it's just <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god! You and it's cannot still, make and it's that still, record and today. It's, it's still crazy to hear it today as it was then. And it, my favorite artist of all time, other than 311, is Eminem. And I still listen to his old shit. And I'm like, how the fuck do you even come up with yeah, this? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, so what about first show? First show was The Offspring. 
Okay. Yep. When and where? Uh, May 12th, 2004. Day that I will never, ever forget. Okay. For the rest because... of my life. Uh, so my sister... Uh, sister. Wow. Almost said sister-in-law. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. <laughs> my brother's girlfriend at the time was working for 98.9. Okay. And she was just like... Showgirl, like, go out. She was just, like, interning. Like, go out, pass out t-shirts. You yeah. Know, whatever. Yeah. And she got me the shirt that I had seen on their website that they were going to have on that tour. She got it and brought it up to me before the show. And then we got all the way to the front row. It was me, my dad, uh, my best childhood Your best dad friend. dad went to the offspring with you? My dad loves the offspring. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So it was initially he played a trick on me that we weren't going to go because my oh. best friend at the time and his dad got tickets. Okay. And he came to school that day with the like old ticket master stubs. And he's yeah. like, look, we're, we're, we're going tonight. And I'm like, just sad as fuck at this point. I'm like, my dad told me we can't go. It's a school night and da, 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 da. And soon as school lets out and he picks me up and all that, he puts the tickets in my hand. And I was like, Oh my God, we're nice. going to go see the offspring. Nice. Cause they were my first big introduction to like me actually wanting to play music. But okay. like, also, what got me more into like actual punk rock. Okay. Because I got that side of my music taste from the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater video games. Oh, nice. Because those soundtracks are just loaded with, you know, skate punk and thrash punk and pop punk. And he was just on Two Bears, One Cave this week. I haven't listened to it. It's really good. You, oh, okay. It's really okay. good. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I really, really, really enjoy when Bert's not there. Uh, and I love Tony Hawk. Uh, I love. I see. I I love Bert. I love Bert, but, I, but, but I get, it's, he's. I, I have. He's, he's terrible. I have a ceiling for Bert. <laughs> he's, he's terrible at talking over people and interrupting people and then making it about himself. Well, he, yeah, and he doesn't <laughs> like fucking. He's he's, he's he's never he's he's. It's one thing if you never listen, uh, or, or aren't paying attention, but uh, I feel like he makes no effort at watching other people's sets. Oh, 100%. Like, like, you know, 100%. I couldn't tell you how many times a topic comes up. And I'm like, Tom's got a bit about that in four specials ago, but you would never know. Right. Never, he's your best friend. And right. fucking anyway. Uh, but to, uh, Tony Hawk was on uh, The Honeydew, which Ryan Sickler does. Mm-hmm. It started off under YMH, but he's on his yep. own now. I fucking love that guy. And and I think I feel like he was on... Uh, right around the time, I don't know if it's ha- it's not happening anymore. Maybe I'm just spending less time on TikTok. But when Tony Hawk was driving around, do a kickflip, uh, do a kickflip. So that's a that's a web series for a uh, skateboard company called The Barracks. Okay. So it was started by Steve Barra and Eric Costin. So they called it The Barracks. Okay. It's a private skate shop and skate park that they have for all the pros and amateurs in L.A. to come skate. And the do a kickflip series has been going on for like 10 years. I think somebody told me that it's been going on for a long time where they had just have a random pro skater drive around LA and say, do a kickflip. Did you watch or listen to that episode of the honeydew? No, no, not that one. He, he is fucking banged his body up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Over the, over time. He just broke his femur. Not that long ago. He just got over that. I, I mean, I look at him and I listen to an hour long conversation and I'm like more of that guy out, you know, out there in the world. Like I'm grateful that he's the one and only, but I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't mean to gush, but I just think he seems so fucking rad. Well, I have a story about him too. Okay. uh, Do you know what flat Stanley is? No. So flat Stanley is a book that I read in elementary school. I don't know how far back it goes, but it's about this kid who has no friends. I think I'm, 
kind of prefacing here. Yeah. So he cuts a little dude out of paper and he names him Stanley. He's flat Stanley because he's a piece of paper and he kind of hangs out with him and takes him around. I, I have two si- three sisters. Two are here, one's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And whenever the group of girls here goes somewhere that the Chicago, they flat Megan. That's where that, that's where so that comes every, from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. where that comes anyway. from. So our school project after we read the book was to make our own flat Stanley and send it to anybody in the world. And most people did like their uncle or like sure. their grandpa. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to send mine to Tony Hawk. Never got anything back from him. The whole, you, hopefully you didn't have whole, like whole school year. My teacher like passed me on the project. Cause it was like months and months and months after. And they're like, it's, it's a major celebrity. It was yeah. the year he landed the 900. Like, okay. like there's not a chance in hell. This dude's going to, you know, send me this letter back. And I shit you not the day before school, the next school year, like, I just miraculously happened to go get the mail one day, and in it is this big-ass envelope, and on the corner, it says Club Tony Hawk, and on the way back in, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, no way, like, no way. He actually wrote me back, he wrote me back, he wrote me back. Come in, bust the letter open, there's a big, like, handwritten thing that he did, he took a picture with him, sent me a bunch of autograph Bullshit. shit. Oh, it's it's awesome. Wow. So that didn't trump the offspring memory? I've got a lot of cool memories okay. of famous people. Dude, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I've that is super. I hope I've you done a lot put of cool that shit. stuff someplace safe. That is at my parents' house. Okay, that is that is kept safe at my parents' house until, until you're an adult. Until I'm a big kid, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, how the fuck did we get onto Tony Hawk though? I have no idea. Do a kickflip, TikTok. Uh, anyway, that's how these things go. Right? I love it. Yeah. Uh, so you are. I mean, skating and snowboarding. I haven't skated in a while. Okay. Uh, couple times a year I'll get back on the skateboard just to kind of do a kickflip <laughs> kind of just to make sure I still got it Dude, but absolutely I've definitely gravitated towards snowboarding uh, yeah snowboarding hurts less <laughs> if you're if you're decent at if, it yeah I guess I mean yeah. uh, I definitely consider myself an advanced rider though because I've been doing it for so long right so I'm I'm confident in my abilities and I know what I can and can't do and being 30 now and after having a fucked up shoulder and now a fucked up knee and other various injuries from it keeps getting better from trust yeah, me right. i mean uh, I, know, I know my limitations now and how so I can, can't get hurt so. i um i hurt my back uh god maybe when i was like 28 and i'm i'm pretty sure this is the origin is uh i was running late to a hockey game and i didn't stretch and I It'll first first shift. It'll do it. Uh, loose puck to the corner, and I you know went, and I just something just. Right. I was like, oh, f-. and then I I couldn't put my fucking socks on for like a week. I mean, I was I'm telling you, I was like, oh, <laughs> I believe fuck. it. I totally oh. believe it. You know, and it's ever since then. If I do something a little off like kilter or, or yep. un so, I I, ha- I mean, I see a chiropractor monthly. Uh, sometimes. If something happens, I'll be in there weekly until. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I screwed it up. Uh, I have a, a one-year-old puppy who is uh, just, I mean, she has one speed. Yeah. And it's go. go. <laughs> yeah. She luckily, occasionally my ex will take her on Saturdays and it's like a vacation. Because right, I also sure. have a 14 and a half-year-old, three-time cancer survivor, three-legged dog who didn't even stir 
with your carrying voice. Right. Uh, if we if we don't hear from him before we're done here, I'd be surprised. Um, but uh, for a while, like so, next month will be three years since his um, amputation, and for a good while, uh, we we would go up every night, and he had free, still had his same free reign. For sure, yeah. Uh, gradually, it got to be a problem where his like anxiety about going down was high, and right. he'd get stuck going up. Well, one night, uh, I was kind of headed that way, and I didn't realize that he like had picked up on that and went just went without me, mm-hmm. uh, which was fun. Like there'd be nights I'd be, go to look for him to go up, and he was already like, "Oh shit!" You're like, "Oh, good job." <laughs> yeah, uh, but this time he got stuck like three stairs from the top, yeah. and instead of knowing what I, you know, know to be true in my heart, and and bending to lift with my legs uh and, and he was like clawing and it was you know and so i just i just picked him up and, and but i bent over and i mean i was lucky to have my pajamas on and my teeth brushed because it took everything in me to <laughs> yeah, i believe get it horizontal and underneath the sheet yeah uh, back was, back injuries are no fucking joke man so so it, it sidelined me for this this most recent one last year sidelined me for, i missed several games in a row of hockey um and so uh at the time i was i i I decided i'd started doing this like this like sidekick uh wrapping up doing dishes right and i kick the dishwasher door up to myself and and then close it instead of getting down there right oh yeah and uh like funny how you develop habits like that whenever you hurt yourself (laughs) a week and a half into it I did it and like a shooting pick a side of the outside uh-huh. of my leg. And I was like, I just hurt myself using my shortcut to close the dishwasher. <laughs> like Jesus. Right. <laughs> uh, but skating, snowboarding, um, music, uh, what else? What are, what are the other primaries that I'm forgetting? That's, that's pretty much it. T- tell honestly, me about the man. music thing, man. Like the journey from, uh, I want to do this to today. Like, what is that? So, I mean, it mostly just comes up from a love of discovering all the new music from my influences, parents, brothers, and all that. And then my older cousin played guitar. Okay. So I think that's where I really got the first itch of like, oh, that's that's cool as shit. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe this, like, maybe I can do this. So my first guitar was a first act Walmart brand. They sold like knock off like Stratocasters and Telecaster, Les Paul looking shit. And yeah. it was white on white, Jimi Hendrix style. Okay. Looked like a Stratocaster. So I was stoked on that. Uh, had no idea what I was doing with it out of the box naturally. So I plugged this thing in and it, I don't know what is in tune and what's not in tune. Of course. I'm just strumming on it. And I can tell my dad and mom are like, Oh shit. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> but they were always supportive of it. We've always wanted to soundproof that. Yeah. Basement, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were always supportive of it. They they loved that I was trying to kind of get into something that wasn't necessarily sports related. I did <laughs> I did play basketball for a long time, and I was a gymnast for a good amount of years as well. Okay, I remember that sounds feels familiar. Yeah, but uh, after <laughs> my brothers made fun of me for being a little fairy mm-hmm. wearing a unitard for too long, naturally, sure, twelve year old me is like, oh, I'll hang I'm up. good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I've, I won my medals. I'm gonna retire. Right. I'm gonna retire. Right. <laughs> Go out on top. So I was kind of self-taught in the beginning too. Like I had my cousin teach me a couple things, just like how to basically tune a guitar, learn smoke on the water first, because for whatever reason that is just like 
I mean, it's it's, it's the first chords. fucking like, song that everybody right learns. And, yep. You know. So learn that, uh, and that's when I really kind of started getting my own sense of music taste and the internet and LimeWire and Napster yeah. and kind of having freedom of the computer and all that. So and again, like the Tony Hawk soundtracks, that's where I would draw the inspiration from. Go from there, search up that music on the computer. Learn it on a guitar. Well, and what age did you buy this guitar? Oh, uh, God, I was probably 11 or okay. 11, 10, maybe 11. And I don't know. I have, lo- have to ask my parents on that one, but it's been close to 20 years. And how long were you into it? Like, I, I bought one and started taking lessons. I, I never put it down. Like, if, if I wasn't in school, I was playing my, playing my okay. guitar constantly. Now, uh, have you gotten to a spot where you uh, own more than one? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I, okay. oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've bought and sold guitars for okay. <laughs> a long, okay. long time. Okay. okay. I'm sitting on uh, what I've got two acoustics right now and one electric that I don't play because it's a souvenir. Um, one electric that's just kind of like a piece of shit beater that I can really thrash on yeah. and, and fuck up. And then I've got my really nice uh, Jazzmaster Squire. Okay. 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 I'm super super happy I got. Right. Uh, do you let other people pick it up? Fuck no. Do unless you keep... your, unless your name is Louis Pagan, right? You can't touch Do that you, guitar. Does it, uh, <laughs> He's literally the only other person that has played that guitar. <laughs> stay at, oh, does yeah. it stay? Uh, Louis Pagan was uh, episode thirty four. Um, does it sit on a stand or go in a case? It sits on a stand. Okay, so one could walk in the room and. So I had I had people over one night and oh a couple a couple random people from the bar that were friends of my friends. I'm like, yeah, whatever, cool. Like, don't touch my shit. Like I have a little corner where it's here's my couch, here's my TV and my mantle, and it's just kind of in a little nook. So you have to really try to like reach for it and grab it. It's my amps, my pedals, and all that shit. You seen Stripes? Mm-mm. You ever, never seen the movie Stripes? Stripes. Uh, uh, I think Bill Murray. Uh, it's a classic. I probably have touch my it's, shit. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely, yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. Settle down, so this, Francis. This, this girl, I go outside to like smoke or whatever, and I come back in. And this girl is holding my literally brand new, bought it like three days prior to this. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I, I like, she I cute? told no. That, that you're right. <laughs> Not that it matters. Right, no. right. But I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I told you guys one thing. Like, don't touch my shit. And my buddy's like, I fucking told you, he's gonna kick you out now. And I was like, yeah, get the fuck out of my house. Oh, like, and did they leave? Oh, 100 percent. Okay, 100 percent. I mean, it's like do, do, $600 guitar. <laughs> do you see people kicked out of homes and parties often? I mean, I, my house would kind of be a go-to spot for a little bit just cause it was so close to the bars sure. and it would only be people I know. And maybe an I just or two, like but, remember I mean, in parties high, in high school. Yeah, sure. Like but, if a but, fight but, would start or something, but like, not but, like you're a fucking loser. Get out. No, I know. But I mean the, the fact that you could and it you know, happened more than once, be in somebody's home and they do something you don't like right. and they kick you out and then you want to fight them. Right. It's like, what planet are you <laughs> lo- like? Leave, dude. Yeah. You're no longer welcome here. Yeah. But what? You're going to uh, out tough or right. sh- anyway. Fuck. Uh, so what was the response? Uh, did, sorry. And yep. Then, okay. yep. I'm so sorry. Like tried to put it back. I'm like, nope, I'll, I got I'll, it. I'll I handle got it from here. Yeah. <laughs> see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. For real. See you next Tuesday. Um, so you never, okay. And the, but you know, it come 2011 when I meet you, uh, I, I, I didn't find out for a while, uh, but you were 
rapping. Yeah. And like, I remember I heard that. I mean, that was, uh, I, like I said, man, I, dr- I drove over there from KCK three right. times. So, so unsure. And, you know, he was operating this catering gig out of a storage unit or right. whatever. <laughs> and I was like, what happens with that? And he's like, it comes here. And I was like, that's you. I can't do both. And day one, he gave, he was like, we have three parties today. And I, and I called, uh, Anna, my wife at the time at noon, I was like, I think I'm going to quit. She's like, don't quit. You can't don't <laughs> like anyway. Um, there, there, there was so much to get done and it was like, we're doing, you know, I started on a Monday and I was told we would have two weeks and he was, they, they I found out after the fact that they only brought 25 K to the whole project <laughs> opening Cisco oh, order that oh. he, that he placed before I started Holy shit. was $5,300. Oh my God. And then the first order I placed <laughs> was three grand. That's a third of them anyway. Right. Uh, so he feeds me all these caterings and then he's like, so we're g- going to do uh, soft open Thursday, family and friends Friday. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> right. No, we are not. That's not he's, how this works. He's, but... like, he's like, yeah, we are. And I was like, okay. And it was like, literally, there was, I remember there was like a line of you, 19 year old white boys. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Here's your staff. And I was like, where's the fucking Mexicans? Well, I'll in? never, I'll never forget one of the first things you said to me, too. You were like, what's up with that chain? Cause I had that little silver chain that I used to wear all the time around my neck. <laughs> I think you were just kind of poking fun or talking shit. Okay. Okay. But it was, it was for sure like a hazing thing. Interesting. Like, can this kid take it? Oh, wow. Well, anyway, it was like... <laughs> and I think I told you, I was like, my dead grandma got me this oh, or some fucking smart-ass wow. shit. <laughs> my grandmama gave me that chain. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, uh, so all, all... I mean, there was like 12 or 13 parties between Monday and Wednesday, mm-hmm. and it was like... And then soft opening Thursday and... Yeah, because I remember coming in and getting hired, and then it was like, okay, we're working pretty quickly yeah i feel like yeah like, and like very quickly for like a brand new fucking so restaurant. He, he was like here's some recipes here's some people right go yeah and so i was non-restaurant related like you know, I, I definitely was chopping or something he raps <laughs> right back to it and then like a week or so went by and uh or a, a couple days i don't know uh and somebody was like uh yo the other day he like wrapped for us and he's fucking good and i was like get the fuck out of here are you serious and they're like for real for real i don't know that i ever got to listen to anything or see you maybe maybe not but wrapping in kitchens is definitely like what helped me hone my skill well like, that was sure. not that that was the first time and it was not the last time that i heard uh unsolicited yeah, he's fucking good, dude. And I was like, <laughs> you know, where's Ashton Kutcher? What right. <laughs> What's you, going on you know, here? <laughs> I'm teasing. But uh, but you But you, no, but I, I I get it. And that was the response I got a lot. Like, and I used to hang out in the city in some not so favorable places, and that was why I would be able to hang out in these not so favorable places, is because I could It's cool, man. He spits bars. I could fucking I could outwrap most of the fucking people from the hood. Wow. Wow. <laughs> But and you that's just, not a joke either. You, um, a couple minutes before we started rolling, said your maybe your heart's not. Uh, you're, is that not the deal anymore? I mean, it's not necessarily like on the forefront of my mind, okay. but I'm always writing. Like okay. I'm, I'm always, I'm always writing songs on your phone, like, oh, yeah. pen and oh, paper, yeah. both, both, whatever, okay. whatever I've got nearby. Like Mike was talking, Mike, 
Sorry about that. Mab Casey Mab. was... <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he, like Mike. <laughs> he was talking... Well, that's how I unless, fucking... Unless you're like off the air, like really tight with him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he... It took me a minute to get... what Punch in. Yeah. But like... Like writing live. Right? Right. That's how I took that to, you know... Essentially, like you're, you're waiting for your moment to punch into the track. Yeah. Like you hit record um, and then you wait until so you spot. write in all those fashions or... Ah... When I had like a home studio set up, I would do that. I would just kind of hit record and freestyle and then go back, do it again, do it again, do it again. Had? Had, yes. Did you sell that shit? Uh, didn't sell it. Didn't take care of it. Sat oh. in the garage. Oh, cold and electronics don't get along over long periods of time sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, this was when I was living at my parents' house years and years ago. I had just a janky little setup. I had a fucking pop filter that I made out of a hanger and pantyhose that was hanging in front of my microphone at one point and yeah i love that shit it, man. yeah i mean it was super Probably, it, it was worked, super diy right? i had egg cartons like lining the walls of my closet for sound deadeners sure, sure. and it was i was a broke kid trying to make music yeah. and didn't know shit about it so i was like is okay. your stuff is your stuff uh, out there anymore? i have one album uh out on Bandcamp. okay but that the proceeds of that if it gets bought I mean, they will go to me eventually, but like, it's not in circulation, so it's not like getting purchased. You know what I mean? But it's, people can go listen to stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. What's your 100%. Bandcamp? Uh, just search Brett Batliner on Bandcamp, okay. and it'll okay. pop up. It's under uh, Raytona Recordings because okay. technically they own the music. You know, I recorded it at their studio and all that, so it's on their website. That's how that Bandcamp. works. If you record at somebody's studio, they own your shit. I mean, in a way. Yes and no, but I also didn't pay for any studio time, oh. and I got everything for free. Sure. So. Do, they, do you have like it somewhere if it were for whatever reason to disappear from your Bandcamp? Yeah. You, oh yeah, I've got you it. Put it I've, 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 I have all the masters. Nice. I, I, I have everything. Okay. I don't know if the owner of the old studio does. I don't think he does, but I, I do, and the engineer do. So, uh. But that was three years ago I put that out. That was the first actual album I ever put out. Um, I have an EP on SoundCloud from 10 years ago that not like that I that it's bad or anything, but like listening to myself. Sure. I'll go back and listen to it a couple times a year and be like, I actually kind of had something going here. And then I listen to other songs from it. And I'm like, this is fucking terrible. Like, what was I Dude, thinking? <laughs> it, it'd be really weird if you hated everything or thought everything was <laughs> right. undiscovered gold. Yeah. Right. You gotta like, well, it's funny too. Cause I was going through my old emails with Mab, uh, just looking for my old files and shit. And I built a catalog. I probably have like close to a hundred completely unreleased things that nobody's ever heard outside of mine and his ears. Okay that I really want to do something with one day. Like to, I want to go back and rework. You're the driver. Projects. If, if that was ever to become a thing, you could oh, yeah, that'd push be, that in yeah. the place it oh, needs yeah. to be pushed. And if, I, and if I did go through with that again, I would hundred percent work with Mab on those. Sure. Cause I don't know me and him. The first time I got in the studio with him, like, cause we had known each other a little bit through mutual people in Lee summit. And I think I had actually been to his house where he had his home studio set up. At okay. One point. I think so. But we had so many mutual people, like, we just weren't super good friends or even friends by any means. Right. So I hit him up about studio time and all that, and he was like, yeah, I'm free tomorrow or, you know, whatever the day was. And I cruised down the street because it was fucking 10 minutes from the house in Lottawana yeah. and yeah. walk in. We sit down for like five minutes. I tell him what I want to do, and we banged out three songs in an hour. And Wow. That's like... 
That was um, the beginning. That was the beginning. So that's yeah, got to that be was... up there with the Offspring and the fucking Tony Tony Hawk Day. It, it, yeah, it was it was it was pretty fucking cool because I did not expect to get three songs completely like completely done. Like wow. I was like, we're both happy with it. But me and him work on a weird wavelength. Like he knows exactly what I want it to sound like cool. without me having to tell him anything. Sure. Like it got to the it really got to that point of it's like, like Mahomes and Kelsey. Right. Fucking... No, seriously. Like it, I, I, no, it, it really is. Like it would get to the point where I'd come out of the booth and I'd just look at him and I'd be like, Do your thing. Sure. And he would know exactly sure. exactly what to do, where to do it, and it would be a little input for me and that's it. Nice. Uh so Music okay, but so the that's it's not on the forefront right now. Uh, it's somewhere back here, but but it's still there. But you're st- but are you are you playing more guitar than you have in the past? Yes, like that. Yeah. What's Since, what's pushing that to the front? If- so COVID happened, right, and that just shut everything down. Obviously, we didn't really know if the studio was going to make it that we were recording in, and I was getting all this fucking we. Uh, me, uh, the owner of the studio was a drummer. Okay. And then our lead engineer was a bass player. So you guys would jam. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Would you have gigs? No. Okay. Uh, we tried to get something going band wise and then we brought a couple other people on and too many minds in the same hive and just, it just kind of fell apart. But (laughs) but the three of you jamming is a thing that still happened or no. Okay. No, it all, it all kind of fell apart. I'm still really tight with the engineer. I don't think our friendship's ever going to go away. Okay. But no, no bad blood on that studio. Sure. Sure. Or, or the guy who runs it around it. But COVID happens. You don't know if the studio is going to make it. We don't really know what's going on. So, you know, I'm getting all this, you know, government money and shit. And we had just finished my rap project and I'm like, fuck it i'm gonna buy a new guitar like oh shit i have nothing else to do with this i'm making 888 bucks a week sitting on my ass right like, right fuck it why not that's that's one week how of long me doing nothing is, you don't still get that do you no oh, no. how no, long that, how many weeks did that last that lasted because i was working at the pete and max pet resort at the time uh I, I left the service industry with what i thought was going to be for good at the end of 2019 yeah right <laughs> it takes takes three times yeah, right uh and a week later, I was working for Verizon, but okay. it was like one of the sublet Verizon stores or whatever, you know what I mean? And horribly managed. Oh, yeah. And like, dude dude sold me the dream. Like, good friend of mine's older brother, like, sells me the dream of, you're going to make so much money and da-da-da, this, that, and the other. And I get in there, and it's like two weeks of training for like seven sixty five an hour. And I'm like, dude, this... Fuck that. I'm a fucking adult, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. ain't going to work. Yeah. So I called my friend, who's the manager at a pet resort, and I was like, I need a job tomorrow. Like, I just need something to do for a little bit, just get back on my feet, yeah. see if I want to go back to the bar industry or not. And then COVID hit, fucking three four weeks after that oh wow so it all it all it all happened pretty quick but, but you started playing more music during the oh pandemic. yeah big okay. time i have a lot of like shit on my dropbox that is just like phone recordings of me just jamming by myself okay of songs nice. that i want to turn into something one day and that's actually what i was working with louis at, at on out of chapter two a couple months ago just this guitar part that i've been playing for like three years <laughs> That I've been trying to just get get Dude, down. Impressive and, that you're still working on it. I mean, I mean, it it's something that I really want to get done. Well, with you it. can't force it to say uh, no. It, it's perfect the way it is if you don't believe it, right? And you can't, you shouldn't just give up on it, right? And so, like, no, I just, 
a little bit of integrity behind and I, I really want to get this right well it's funny too because we we burn it to a cd so i could listen to it in the car and stuff of course. and uh i showed it to my other buddy who i jam with all the time and he was like is that the fucking riff you've been playing for like the last three years <laughs> i was like yeah why, why you gotta bring it, up old shit it is it sure is bud yeah, yeah. how you like me now yeah but yeah man uh so you're playing more music. Jamming happens now. Jamming's not, but you're you're still playing music. Still playing music. Yeah. Now, um, do you uh, are you all over the place in terms of what time of day you will play? And does the mostly midday? Like kay. my schedule now is so weird because I haven't been working due to my knee injury and right, shit. So right. like I'll wake up at three thirty in the morning and be awake till seven, and sure. then pass out and sure. not wake up till one p.m. Like I, I uh, two weeks ago, I couldn't tell you what fucking day it was. I like, mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Honestly. if you do and, and lady friends home, I typically wait till she's at work okay. to bust it out and get loud. Cause okay. she deals with her fucking 18 year old kids at work all day and uh, she doesn't want to come home and listen to me fucking wailing on my guitar for three hours. Well, I, I was more curious about, uh, you know, if you're just kind of mindlessly playing, that's one thing, but if you're like in that creative moment or, mm-hmm. or working on a piece that right. you can work like it, it, you're, you're, you're a different self mm-hmm. oh, when, you're, when you're home alone as opposed 100%. to somebody in the next room. So I didn't know how. 100%. And I, I told her that too, whenever the day that I was like kind of finalizing what I was going to work on with Louie, like I was kind of playing it and she was like, I've never seen you like be this serious before. Like I was like, yeah, cause I, I take this shit very seriously. Right. Like not that I don't take other aspects right. of my life seriously, but like, this is something I'm dead passionate about. Right. Um, I think I hear the old man. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so we can. Um, so we talked about some of your passions. We kind of talked briefly about uh, the when and maybe why the anxiety and shit cropped up. And yeah. like I said, man, I made a note about feeling like I see you, you know, RIP in and uh, yeah, just it happens way too often. Fucking like, <laughs> it's it's. It's such a weird feeling too, because it's like a who's next type of thing at this point. Like, and it's a conversation that my friends and I have so often. Like, it's just like a normal thing, yeah. which shouldn't be a normal thing you talk about. I, you know I came I mean? home, like, I think Wednesday night from hockey, and got on Facebook and saw somebody saying such tagged such and such. When I moved out to Estes Park after freshman year of college, there was a, a, a little bunch of iowan boys that had come out the previous year and Mm -hmm. some had stayed and some had gone home and some of them would kind of just show they'd be there for a few months and then go back right so one one of these dudes was like one of the coolest guys i ever knew uh wednesday night i found out he was dead and had been uh battling uh colorectal cancer for three years and killed him you know just like fuck like who's next or, you know, could have been me. Right. I mean, and, you... and that's another like thought that I always had too, was like something that my therapist told me, like I have this obsession with death, like not like I'm suicidal or anything like that, but I think about my, like I fantasize about my own death. It's a weird thing, man. It's super weird. I mean, uh, it's really fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I can never, I, I haven't been able to tap and maybe I need to go do some ayahuasca or some, uh, ketamine therapy yeah, but i haven't some, find some good dmt it'll cure I, you i haven't gotten <laughs> d- all the way down to figure out uh am i actually afraid of dying or am i afraid of uh le- leaving a, an incomplete 
life right behind meaning all the hats that we wear parent uh, for sure podcast host uh, friend all the shit right. it's like writer you know create you know like uh i mean it, it wouldn't be a complete waste if i was gone tomorrow but i i, I know that i would look and be like so much left right not just undone but unstarted you know right, like sure. anyway um so lady friend you she had a crush for whatever yeah she kind of time she kind of liked me into her life on sure, facebook sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of how we joke about it and at first we would we would fuck around with people we'd be like how'd you meet like oh we met in church right like <laughs> so stupid like that but cohabitating for how long now um well when we first kind of got together I was at her apartment all the time. Okay. I mean, it, it's almost like we've been living together. Not the same. I mean, right. you get the 24 hours under the same roof and right. it's like and, all and the stuff of really, the other person. It really did kind of evolve to that though, okay. of where I'd only go to my house to check on the dogs and make sure they're good and check on the cats, make sure they're good. And you know, so, um, but you guys have figured out a way for things to be, Oh yeah, chill. And I think, and, I, and I think part of that is our schedules are semi conflicting, so we're not always on top of each other. So she works more days, I work more nights, and sure, you know we still get our one or two days off a week together where we can hang out, do whatever we want. And how, did you say like three years now, or how, how long have you guys been together? Oh, uh, God, no, uh, just over a year. Okay, okay, yeah, just over a year. Well, no, it was it was like three years ago, four years ago, whenever that's what it we was. had our right. first encounter. Um, so like, do you, you know, so for me, the slip in my past experience, the slippery slope is, um, uh, wanting to spend time with that person for sure when you're not at work, as opposed to accidentally evolving to just sort of roommates that maybe you kind of annoy each right, other, right? Like neglect each other in the end and shit. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, do you, do you look forward to hanging and vice versa? Oh, hundred percent. Nice. Like That's, it's, it's like it's like weird when we're not with each other. Okay. Like if one of us is at the bar by ourselves, it's like where's the other one? Right. Like, right. Yeah, it's like we're a package deal at this point. And, and you're doing front of the house service industry stuff right now. Yep. Or or when you're when I'm yeah, when I'm not yeah when I'm not fucking what was broken. this some you got a a, sho- a shoving situation a shoving situation so wrong it was wrong, wrong words wrong time wrong. yep hundred percent wrong words right time I guess okay. But, yeah, uh, drinking heavy at the Chiefs game all day probably didn't help either. So, okay, <laughs> you know how Arrowhead can go. <laughs> well, it's just the sort of the same cloth of uh, you ask, you get kicked out of a party, and then you want to fight a person. Right. Like it's amazing to me that there are still situations out there, and a lot of them where uh, whatever conflict arises, and then. It, it, Put, putting your hands on another person is somehow a solution. Right. And I like that is, I, I, I try to avoid arguments with For people sure. in real life, in sure. social media. Like I just need to have uh, the little bit of space that's on my plate. Right. Not be stressful, not be conflict. Oh, so, sure. like, I get it. Do you, what's the story with this person? So, like, so I was, I was drunk as a skunk. Like, right. I, I won't even lie. Right. It's definitely partially my fault. Uh, so this, this lady like lost her husband and I was trying to help her find her husband who ended up being outside with the dude who shoved me. So we walk outside, finally find this guy and I turn and look. You're, and you're, you've 
Chiefs game is over. You're back in yeah, the summit. This is, yeah, this is at Llewellyn's. This okay, is okay. 7 30, 8 o'clock at night, cash, something like that. And uh, yeah, I turn and look, and even like on the security video, the talk to the owner of the restaurant, my old boss, and he was like, I mean, those guys were out there for like five minutes. What you see is exactly how it happened. Like you were out there for five seconds. You looked at the guy, you said something and he tries to flick his cigarette at me and then just full bore. Like I was on my ass quick. And he's not, he wasn't a small guy. Either. No, of he's, course. He's a big, big, big fella. And it, ja- and it jacked up your knee. And yeah. So I, so I got up and I tried to pursue him. Oh boy. Right. Which is where I should have <laughs> just accepted my fate. So he fucking got me from behind and bear hugged the shit out of me and then got me back on the ground but that's just out of camera shot on both the cameras that are on that patio. So you don't see exactly what happens, but then you see me come back into frame. I try to stand up and put pressure on this leg and then it's just boom. Jesus on the ground. Wow. Yeah. So, so you said a lot of PT is in your future. Probably. Hopefully. hopefully, Yeah. Uh, No tearing the ACL. So that was the major scare. Man. Uh, good times. Speaking of good times, uh, you got to tell me the pizza roll story because it's been a long time since I heard it. Uh, my dad will love that one. Yeah. That's funny because I, I told him I was doing a podcast tonight and he was like, whoa, can I listen to it? I was like, well, it's not live, but you can listen to it later. So he's definitely going to hear nice. this. That's hilarious. So memory's a little fuzzy. Sure. But he definitely, he was out drinking one night with his buddies. I can't remember what the occasion was for because he's not the type to just go out and sure come home fucking lit right (laughs) unless you know somebody's like retiring or some occasion so he comes home and he's super fucking drunk and just lays on the couch and he's like maybe some pizza rolls or whatever he said and maybe some food and i made some pizza rolls and then i sit on the chair and hang out with him for a little bit and he starts fucking throwing pizza rolls at me (laughs) from the other end of the room (laughs) nice just fucking with you. Just fucking with me. Nothing more, nothing That's less. Hilarious. Like, and I feel like completely out of context if I told that story, people would think I grew up with an abusive alcoholic right, father. Like right. <laughs> it couldn't be less true. Uh we definitely I, we like to have fun though. I'm glad That's you for sure. mentioned that it was from the other side of the room because I for whatever reason have always pictured it to have taken place in a hallway. Like, <laughs> holding a door frame like, down, God, like fucking hold, stop. Holding the pan yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that one was hot. It right. burned me. Um, but I, I don't even know if he if he'd remember that. Right. That's that's gonna be funny I mean, when he hears this. What's up, Pops? He might remember now. <laughs> um, but so this is uh, you know a lot of funny um, camps in in this. We talked about headphones, and some people are like no, and some people are like oh yeah, and right. some people try, and they're like no way, mm-hmm. don't want. Uh, same with uh, people choosing records. Uh, some people, it seems like they've been waiting for somebody to ask and for they've sure. got the answer. Some people right. got to think about it right. for a long time and they, it, they it make too much of it and it becomes this weeks into months. It's like, Oh my God, it's not a, t- there's no wrong answers. Right. Just give me. <laughs> right. And then some people get back. You, you were quick. Uh, and so some people, I had a dude over Tuesday who just had two. Uh, some people have five, uh, a couple people have given me big lists, right. um, but you were one done and it was transistor three eleven. Yep. which, um, I was trying to think cause I don't have that phone anymore where we had our initial conversation oh. months ago and I was like, I pretty sure I told him it was transistor. Yeah, yep. absolutely. hundred percent. Um, so this they're, is their magnum opus in my opinion. Okay. Honestly. Okay. So, so, uh, this is the th- so there's been you know 57 episodes now there's a couple of 
couple of albums have been repeated, but uh, several artists uh, have gotten. Uh, Wilco has been one that comes Wilco, up. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. I always say the same thing. I didn't. I didn't know that they still had fans. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Probably that big dedicated niche. I mean. Like, like they're in it, yeah. For um, sure. but it's probably like the 311 community is well. So, w- Wilco, uh, whoever else is that has come up a bunch is escaping memory right now, but this is the third different 311 record. Oh, cool! Uh, awesome. somebody had 311 music, and somebody else had uh, blue. Was there blue? blue? Self- yeah, they're self titled. Yeah, it's just a blue album cover. And so you've it's gone known as the blue album. Transistor, which is record four of thirteen for them, uh, twenty one tracks, sixty five minutes. So ultimately, they land in your lap initially. How again? So the first Brother. time, like I, I had definitely heard their music before, like watching MTV and shit, like down, right, down, and like come original, like yeah, yeah. just massive, huge hits, and like you know my generation like the jackass kid generation or whatever right. like our TVs were always stuck on MTV watching jackass sure. and all that and then overnight is when they would play all the music videos and the TV would get left on overnight and i remember hearing down i think for the first time and like recognizing it as oh this is 311 like uh-huh, uh-huh. this is pretty cool and then like in my brother's car i think a couple years later it might not even been that long uh from chaos it just came out their uh album they put out in 2000 and he played the fourth track called full ride and i was like what the fuck is this nice like, this is like it completely like i want to know everything about this band oh this is that one band that i heard that one sure. time like so from chaos was my big introduction to them which is when they kind of started evolving their sound into okay. more rap rocky type of stuff. I mean, they had always had the raps in it and stuff, but it was definitely evolving into more of a hip hop oriented type of deal. Right. But Transistor was just, it's such an experimental thing thrown in the mix between like a hard hitting 15 track masterpiece that the blue album is. And then uh, sound system, which is when they kind of start going their hip hoppy way, this is real spacey. It's a lot slower yeah. than a lot of their other shit. A lot more guitar solos, more kind of jam bandy type of stuff. Yeah. And like it, 21 tracks. It's a double album. Yep. They recorded so much of it. They were like. Well, so in a lot of these conversations, you know, and I, I suspect you could appreciate this as a musician and a <clears throat> creator yourself, but uh, it feels like we've, we've, we've come a long ways in terms of uh, what, the album used to be and now oh, people sure. are uh it's a singles market you can de- you can <laughs> diy so to speak uh-huh. uh drop singles um, well and tiktok has a lot i hate to say blame because i'm an album person through and through like people construct albums for a reason there's a track listing for a reason art like, right there's a reason why <laughs> there's a fucking cd booklet and and all the goddamn it, what are they called? Uh, liner liner notes. notes, yeah, all the liner notes and all that stuff. Like, it's a complete package. And like, even now, the art of the CD is lost on people, which like fucking kills me. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, so like, no, I don't mean to take anything away from like solo artists, because sure. um, I respect their creation of albums too. But uh, as a band, uh, 
you know, five people or three right. people, whatever it is. Right. And like, it's a collective we, we want to, of... we want to finish product. Right. Uh, but like in some way we got to kind of agree on what that product starts off as develops into, and then ultimately is for sure. Um, and so I am forever, like when I was young, it was lyrics and ma- hopefully the band members or any additional musicians are listed, but I didn't pay attention to like producers and engineers. For and sure. Right. Now it's fascinating to me. Right. Um, yeah, but I've I can, always, I can, I can, I can definitely get down with that. Cause that was, the biggest thing I remember as a kid, like trying to figure out what they're saying in songs. Yep. And then you read yeah. the lyrics, you're like, I've been singing this wrong for yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Like <laughs> still happens. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, so track listing is, has always been fascinating to me. Yeah. And, uh, anytime I see something that wiggles my eyebrow, I, 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 I love it. And I, I think it's a bold move to, to kick it off with the title track. Right. Like just, there it is. Like for whatever reason, this ended up being the name of the record, and right. you know. Uh, so anyway, the, it's a, a quite the little three minute workhorse, and uh, you get the token sound, and you know, there's some a lot, lot of danceability. Oh, I mean, just sure. right out of the gate. Right. Um, it's a it's a it's a heavy hitting intro for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, for what the rest of the album has in store, and like, then it's, it's it's cool. This you know, for me, there's there's some. Obviously, there's some hits, but there's some misses on this record too, sure. uh, which is no dis. I mean, like very seldom oh, do sure. I come across an right. album with no skips for right. me personally. Oh, for sure. Like, oh, I, I I skip songs from my favorite bands all sure, the time. Sure, sure. Like, it's just how it is. So, Fun Vibe and Prisoner, and then Galaxy. I'm kind of like, huh? Okay. See, and Galaxy is one of my favorites. No kidding. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd go nuts for that song. Um, but also, like, whenever I go back and listen to all these songs too, like. I have such a close connection with them seeing them live too. And their live show is such a huge part of who they are as a band. So when I go back and listen to all the old tracks, I get that live experience from when I've heard this live or where, when I saw this there or whatever. (coughs) And I think that's cool that music even has that effect on people. It's just, so, um, all of the times that you've seen them have been, fantastic or i've never had a bad show okay so never had a bad time at a 311 show i was hoping you'd say that so that i could ask you this have you ever found yourself at a show that's not 311 and maybe you're with three or four people and everybody's like dude this they are fucking crushing it this is so much fun i'm having a blast and i'm like this fucking sucks no 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 (laughs) no. like you see you can see that they that that's true that they mean that and they feel that and you're like yeah this, this these they are kind of killing it up there but it's no 311 show. right like for- see and yeah I, I get what you're saying i to me they put on the best live show i've ever seen okay right i've seen them 21 times okay. now and like nobody compares i, I got i got 80 fish shows under i was, my gonna, belt. I was I mean, getting ready to ask you how many like, times you've seen fish well it's <laughs> and it's just you know it's i I had an, a, a dude on here who did, uh, what is he? Episode 39. And he just, he had one fish record. Uh, and, um, I, I didn't realize that he had, we had similar experiences sure. where after whatever, 10, 15 years of loving them, we reached a point on our own where it's like, I, I'm quietly and, and hopefully challenging the world of music. Right to show me somebody that's better. I right. will, if you show me and it's legit, I'll step into that arena sure. happily. Yep. And now, now I have two. Holy shit. Never 
like a couple people have come close. Yeah. But this nobody will ever take that spot. I completely get it. And what's funny on that token, like 311 is my favorite band of all time, but they're one of my least listened to bands like on my daily rotation. Oh, well, I mean, but you, you know, know I mean? the discography by right. heart I probably. Can, I, yeah, right. I so, know what's coming next and all that, but yeah. it's all it's always been funny to me like your favorite stuff. I mean, obviously you're still going to listen to it, but if you, if you, I, I probably haven't listened to 311 song in two weeks. I mean, like. <laughs> to me, that means you're you're branching out, right? And, and it's fun to like all of, you turn your know, shit. I've been kicking it with this artist for like nine straight days, right. and I haven't burned myself out of this record or this song yet or whatever. It's fun, and then you you wind up in another spot, and right. you can, eventually you look. Oh, I remember when I was into them for like six months. That was crazy. See, and and my one of my favorite things to do is is throw on something I haven't listened to after I've had a couple drinks. Sure, like put really good headphones on, like not not drunk at all, just get right. a little buzz going. Right. Something about alcohol and music, just I don't know. It just it hits different. It's like, like a bl- blanket on a cold day, man. Right. I mean, it's, it's just oh, it, yeah. it's like fuck. I forgot how good this yeah. is. Like, yeah. But but again, slippery slope for me is uh, uh, I I really love drinking. I do not here, like here. I do not like being drunk. I like the, the part the part the step <laughs> right, the, the rise. Step, and then I'm like fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Damn, I'm, now I'm drunk. gonna be like this for six well, hours. Yeah, I'm gonna wake and, up with a headache. Yeah, like I need to fucking have some ibuprofen right. water before I go to bed. And <laughs> God sure. damn it, I was gonna whatever. But it, I I know it, and it's like if you have uh, some decent speakers, like n- nice speakers mm-hmm. or a nice set of headphones, and you can kind of drift off, you know, un- oh, yeah. undivided attention, and oh, yeah. just it's. It, there's no, like nothing like it. See, and I I prefer that to like smoking weed and listening to music. Okay, okay. Honestly, like I've I've always kind of preferred that. And... I've never smoked weed before, so I wouldn't know anything. <laughs> uh, so maybe it's it, legal now. It's okay. N- no, I know. Maybe a touchy <laughs> subject. Uh, but talk to me about beautiful disaster. I love it. Okay, I've always loved it. Like I feel like people who are super diehard fans of bands and like niche bands like 311 or like fish like singles and radio hits were kind of like eh, and you can go with or without right. that like i love beautiful disaster so uh i don't know if you watched or listened to uh the episode of rogan where he had carrot top on uh clips of it okay the entire thing so for and he's i mean i forget what he's he's doing like a per, he does a permanent residency in Vegas, yeah, and which I, is fucking crazy. I, like, like I, I remember six I, nights a week. Maybe? I remember him being like the Slim Jim guy, right? When I was like five years old, right? And like now he's like actually made a career out of well, fucking. He's he's a successful comic. Uh, See, I don't think he's that funny. He's 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 not, but he's not not funny. Um, That's fair. And he, you know, I I don't think he does it anymore. But he had a period where he was fucking shredded and sh- not shy yeah, about I, yeah, it on no, I Instagram. That. Yeah, 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 for sure. But but uh, you know, back here, x amount of years ago, there was a a, a considerable pocket of time where it was like just kind of commonplace to talk shit on him right even if stand-up comedy wasn't a topic in your conversation he's always a fucking whipping boy yeah and rogan and him talk about it on that episode Uh quite a bit and like he's like i don't fucking know but who fucking cares right uh there was a lot more to it than that but you know i've i've always kind of drawn a parallel 
with 311 to Carrot Top in that um, do your own thing. You're, you're good at your craft. You right. love your craft. And you develop this significant fan base mm -hmm. over a long time. And just there's always this pocket of people talking shit. Well, I was the 311 kid in high school. Like, Well, point being, like, I also love Beautiful Disaster. But I think that uh, that song... Is, is probably uh, I, I don't know a, a, an easy point for people to pick apart or, or say why they're not legit for or whatever sure. i fucking sure. think it's a fantastic song yeah i've heard too. it a bunch i've never gotten tired of it uh i also really really like amber so i mean seeing amber it's funny amber is known as the bathroom break song yeah, in the, okay, amongst sure. the 311 yeah, community yeah. just and and it's funny too because they know that right so depending on what city they're in they'll place it in the set to where it's like, okay, now is the time to go. Cause right. we're going to fuck your face up here in a little bit. Yeah. And they're another reason why they're one of my favorite bands. They don't play the same set every night. They literally, if you go through their tour set list history, it's different. Right. Every single show that they play. Right. Which you don't get that with a lot of bands. No, most yeah. 99 yeah. plus percent oh, yeah. of bands. I've seen don't. the offspring six times, three times was the same set. Which like, you know, it's cool. They're still one of my favorites, but like, come on, give me, <laughs> you gotta give me more than the radio. Hits, you, you couldn't man. give like, me just a different encore, <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, their encore is always self esteem. Oh, oh it's, well, it's wait, always that's it's a staple. <laughs> that's that's just, you know the whenever they play self esteem, that's it. Right, they're done. Right, they're off the stage. We can, we can head for right. the car. Right. Uh, you mentioned smoking weed. Inner light spectrum. I feel like I can see the cloud of smoke yeah, right. at the vent from here. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, holy shit, man. Hundred percent. Um, that's, so that's a real, real good Stony song. Yeah. Uh, so you know the whole discography well. Uh, Voyager and Mosaic are two most recent. And you dig or I love them. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but they, they're not. They don't sound like Transistor. No, not even close. Okay. Not even close. Wild. Um, so when Mosaic came out, what was before Mosaic? Shit. Uh, what was that? 2017. So it would have been. Fuck. What did come out before that? I'm drawing a blank. Let's see if we can. Stereolithic. Yeah. Okay. Stereolithic okay. in uh, 2014. Yeah. So when Stereolithic came out, they kind of started changing their sound again and kind of evolving and having longer albums again. I think there was four on that one maybe something in that in that range and kind of had some flavors of old 311 but you could tell they were developing new sounds and i remember at that time nick hexham had said in an interview he was working on a bunch of new jazz chords and new techniques for playing guitar mm. and all kinds of new new structures and stuff like that and if you listen to those three albums in a row you can you can definitely see the evolution okay it's really cool. cool hell yeah and mosaic what's really special about that i'm on that album cover so uh that's, so that's why it's called mosaic is because uh they took fan photos and the album if you look at the album cover okay it's a mosaic picture sure, of sure. the five of them and the 311 logo made up of fan photos that got sent in and one of mine that i sent in got selected wow so it's you, you're not. You can't identify. No. Oh. Oh. But you're, oh you're, not I'm at in all. that photo. Yeah, you're in. They and when it first came out, they sent 
a huge blown up version of it where you could zoom in and find yourself and all that. Like digitally? Yeah. Okay. So I'd have to really fucking dig through my emails. Sure. That's the only place it exists is in an email that got sent out. Yep. Interesting. It's pretty fucking cool. That's awesome. It's pretty rad. (laughs) Uh, Electricity. uh, Unsure of the aim of that one. It's just kind of a, this song started as a Rihanna against haters is the first line. And that's just kind of where it goes from there. I mean, Nick Hexum and S.A. Martinez are, Kind of known for their cheesy, corny lyrics. Sure. That's kind of part of their, their charm. Yeah. It's because they're such fucking good musicians yeah. that it doesn't really matter right. what they're saying. Right. And if you go back and read a lot of their lyrics, a lot of them are fucking dumb. They're just stupid, goofy, cheesy, like... Sure. Here and there. Like, I mean, they have one song called Offbeat Bare Ass from Grassroots that is literally about Chad Sexton, their drummer, farting in the van <laughs> and and it smelling like ass. Uh, I'm That's sure. literally yeah. what the song is about. <laughs> um, I didn't know until I sat down to get ready for this, uh, the band name Story. Uh, which, which one did you get? Because there's several different. Uh, the one I got was. <laughs> I'll shoot you straight. <laughs> 311 was Omaha Police Code yep. for Indecent Exposure, yep. which was adopted after the original guitarist was arrested for streaking. Yep. I love that. Yep. Uh, Have you heard the other? No. Like, what the are other they? big ones? Uh-uh. The other big one is that it stands, the 311 stands for KKK. Oh, sweet. Because K is the 11th letter of the alphabet. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, I, don't, I don't think any Nebraskans are. I, it, it's the most ridiculous thing sure. I've ever heard because yeah. their whole thing is like their summer One tour. Love. Their summer tour every year is called the Unity Tour. Right. Like, yeah, they tour yeah. with rappers all the time. Like there's <laughs> uh, three independent releases and a demo. Are you? Do you know those two? Uh, the Omaha Sessions, Hydroponic, and uh, the other one is escaping me right now. Okay, but yeah, very different style sure. of band because they were called Unity at the time. When okay, they did uh, they weren't called Three Eleven officially? Until 1990, I think, is when they adopted the name 311. Yeah, they were called Unity before that. They had a couple, almost like stoner rock. Okay. Kind of. Like really, really fast riffage and and very interesting stuff. Um, What was I thinking? I called The Waste of Space. See, I I don't like listening to what was I thinking on record. Oh. But live. Live, it's a blast. Live, it gets the crowd fucking going. Nice. Jupiter, I just called odd. Yeah, um, Jupiter is definitely another one of those like real spacey, like stoner tracks. Use of time, nice, powerful, subtle. Use of time is probably my top three. Okay, my top three songs of theirs of all time. Okay, nice. That also has a another connection to my heart. Uh, drug related. Uh, the first time I ever broke through on DMT. Uh, broke through meaning it didn't work. Meaning, first? meaning like. So breaking through is when you actually, when it actually works okay. and you actually like experience like what the tool album covers look like. And that's all you see. You know what I mean? And that's literally all you Are see. You tool? Oh yeah. Big okay. time. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, the first time I broke through, I broke through as the beat drops for one of the guitar solos and I'm just in a vortex of like rainbows and colors and shit and shooting through outer space. How, what has been the, how many times have you taken DMT and what has been the environment? Uh, I've done DMT probably four or five times. Okay. Broken through the one time, did it on accident one time, <laughs> which was, that was a fun accident to learn about two minutes later when I was like melting through my roommate's bed. That was, that was really cool of her to let me know. Uh, Did she dose you? She forgot that it was her fucking DMT pipe. She was like, hey, clear this out so we can smoke this bowl. And as I'm like mid rip, she's like, oh, shit. And I'm like, what? 
And as I exhale, she's like, that was my Deemster pipe. And I was like, great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so <laughs> when you've tried to take it, what what is the what is the hang? Where are you at? What do you do? Uh not a lot of moving around. It's okay. it's very I'm in my experience anyway, very much like stationary. Like I think I moved maybe like two feet at most. For how long? Uh if you get good stuff, it'll last anywhere from about eight to 15 minutes. Oh, okay. But you feel like in your mind, like I was gone for like six weeks. Like, <laughs> like I was, I was fucking talking to aliens. Like wow. I was, it was, it was a literal trip. Okay. Like, it's so when it wears off for you, then just, is there an after you kind of, you kind of get like a, it's a weird body, but it's not like mushrooms where you're looking around and like sure. tracer lights and stuff yeah. like that. But it's definitely something you can abuse. I highly recommend everybody tries it at least one time. Okay. It actually gets the good experience. Sure. Because it's basically the more tame version of ayahuasca. Okay. But if you get like the synthetic shit, people are now extracting it the way they do THC and they're turning it into liquid form and putting it into carts. So that's kind of scary because you don't know exactly where it's coming from. Yeah. But I did break through off of a cart, but I also knew the guy who was manufacturing it and who was making it and somebody who I've known and trusted for a long time. So does a breakthrough automatically mean that, like, uh, you, you know, you, you, you were somehow changed or a memorable thing that you'll so always... So I don't, I don't want to say I was changed, but enlightened. Okay. Like, humbled. Okay. Like, I came down and we smoked some like we smoked the whole cart in one night it was just me and my buddy just like at my house like whoa we just like, like a, a gram yeah okay but it burns a lot faster i see than thc i see like yeah so i mean fucking it's just it's almost inexplainable because it's such a personal thing that you just kind of have to feel for yourself but definitely came out on the other on the other end like i definitely like <coughs> feel like something spoke to me i can't well, tell you what it was but like you said humbled i mean uh, i've put a, a number of mushrooms and acid in my word hole over the sure, years sure. not not in a long time because right. I, oh, I can't quickly I can't, outgrow i can't think about acid anymore yeah dude. like there's no way but mushrooms every now and then sure but like defin- acid, fuck no <laughs> definitely uh like i am uh, and i don't this is not self-degradation this is this is what the a big piece of the humility the humbling part is. I am a fucking microscopic speck, and I don't fucking matter right. at all right. in this huge, right. insane that's, that's kind of exactly it. Also, while I'm here, like I could make a couple meaningful relationships and make a couple people feel good or right. laugh or whatever it is, right. and that matters. But it's all still like basically invisible, mm-hmm. you know, and like quit thinking you know what whatever your thing is like a perpetual victim or uh negative dwelling or sure uh, yeah anyway uh so everybody should try at least once huh i 100 percent. because you can um i my my ex asked me to pick her up from I think the way you're supposed to do it is like on a therapist's couch with the therapist who has done it present. That's kind of like ayahuasca. Like you want to guide. Right, and, right. Right. So like she. Yeah. Like don't like get it and do it with somebody who's never done it before. Well, I like, mean, so she <laughs> like her therapist suggested this. And then whenever she was like, yeah, I'm a go. And they did like it, it was shipped to her house. 
like you can have you can mm-hmm. legit have that done yep. and then you bring it and you do your thing but see and i know there's there's different types of dmt as well that like the science behind it i don't know right there are types i can't even tell you like the dmt a b right fucking z or whatever right but i know there's two main kinds there's one kind you don't want ever <laughs> and then there's the one that sends you into fucking outer space sure. and you learn a lot of things about yourself she was just really 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 tired like you know i mean she was out of it when i picked mm-hmm. her up um and she uh not only has she not been like really ever ever a napper but always uh, i'm the king of naps For that's sure. my jam yeah and al- also <laughs> just you know like can't believe you're fucking taking a nap like i dropped her off and she was like i have whatever 75 minutes until the next thing i'm gonna go in and take a quick nap and i was like you are fucking tired like right. you know so anyway it's a curious thing uh and you know i'm i'm rogan has he it's i don't want to say it's a go-to he's a vehement defender of it though, well, for well sure. i don't want to say it's a go-to but if it comes up he'll be like oh yeah absolutely oh, yeah. i yes. firmly Joe, have you ever done dmt rogan yeah like, that's, okay that's okay like <laughs> fucking, that's his like that's like the ongoing joke right Jerry. Right. Like, okay have you ever done dmt though like <laughs> uh so was it use of time you said you don't like studio but you love live uh what was i thinking what I prefer I, I prefer live. Okay. Use, use of time is oh, use of time. Nice, powerful, continuous life. I bland. Yeah, it's 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 again like they just got real experimental yeah. on this one. It's uh, got really really high highs and then the lows. No are control low. was boring, but it's got nice riffs. I like it. no control. Yep, I love um, no control. Running very nice intro, kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, color reggae back with theater rock guitar wild a really good way to put it yep. uh, light years gangster cowboy oh, meets love, club I love light years pretty cool that's probably one of my top three on this album uh, creature feature I didn't know what to call besides messy it's yeah creature feature is one that they don't even play live a whole lot okay there's some in their catalog that they're like eh this doesn't go over with crowds well like one of, one of my favorites it's called you get worked it's the intro from from chaos okay they fucking Never play it live. <laughs> um, so an all-music reviewer called this record overlong and self-indulgent, adding that a project of this magnitude is almost doomed to fall on its face, and Transistor nearly does. AV Club said the record is a joyless, tedious exercise in white boy reggae, white yep. boy rap, white boy dub, and white boy rock. Mm-hmm. However, Consequence of Sound has likened the album's significance to Sgt. Pepper's, and additionally, it's apparently developed a cult-like following yep. and become a fan favorite. Yep. So, so when it first came out, it got shit on. It right. got like royally shit on, because they had just put out the Blue Album, which had fucking Down. What were the other singles off of that? Uh, God. Because Down wasn't even the lead single off of that album. Huh. It was all, all Mixed Up was the lead single, I right. think. Yep. Yeah. Down yeah. Down didn't get radio. There's a few on there. Down. There's three singles. It's okay. All Mixed Up, Down, and I'm blanking on the other one. Sure. But Down was the one that like made them super massive. Like, yeah. Blew Catapult. them up. Yeah. But that didn't come out until almost a year and a half on the radio until after the album came out. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Uh, tune in. Just kind of there. Yeah. Just kind of a little quick little groove. Nothing. Rub-a-dub? My kind of jam. Yeah, I Rub-a-Dub dig that. Was great. That was uh, actually in Fifty uh, First Dates. Okay, and then, they, and then they did the love song cover for that as well. Okay, I guess Adam Sandler and Nick Hexum like became friends cool. over that or something. And he seems Sandler seems like a, a pretty legit. People shit on his movies. I love and, Adam Sandler, but he dude. seems like a fucking 
solid dude. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a very regular cat. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rub. Oh, star shines. I said whatever. Strangers, love, love strangers. Love it. Yeah, strangers is great. Borders, fine. Um, now, at the end of this ride, mm-hmm. uh, one time I, I I love when people agree to do this and give me a record, and then uh, and then now it's in my shit. For and, sure. I, and I I got to be feeling a certain way in the car to like you know go for something as opposed to just being on shuffle for and, sure. Uh, nah, yeah, yeah. nah, right, nah. But sometimes, you know, somebody's record or one of their records will come on and I haven't listened to it since I prepared for their thing. For and sure. uh, Stealing Happy Hours came on one day. And I love, if that happens, take a picture and send it to the person whose record it was. Right. So that happened one day. And, uh, you know, it's the, the display is right fucking there. Just I'm staring out the windshield and it's right there. But in how, however immeasurable amount of time it took to shift my eyes to see what it was uh-huh. i knew that i was looking because i was like oh, i fucking love it what is it? I was like, oh shit that's fucking off of so and you said you said an all-time classic uh i'd argue you could lobby for it as the album's strongest track it is and it, it is i uh get jerry vibes in it and uh like it was kind of like oh, that was, i don't know what that was hear it again i'm like it's like a fucking Jerry vibe. Yeah. And then now I can't not hear it. So I Googled it and some fucking Reddit search right. result said that they'd taken licks from eyes of the world. Yep. I was going uh, to, I was going to wonder if you were going to dive down the rabbit hole. And, I, and but, I was yeah. like, I can see that, but I, I also, I don't give a fuck. Right. I like, I love the dead. I happen to love eyes of the world a lot. Well, and the thing is like, people are so quick to be like plagiarism. It's like, also, have you ever heard of homage and people who you've been inspired by? Like, guess what? You can only play the same fucking guitar if so many times. I love (laughs) eyes of the world. When Jerry was there, I love, I love when dead and company with John Mayer does eyes of the world. Mm -hmm. They're they're not the same, same song, but they're not the same. And I love them both. And I love fucking stealing happy hours. And I fuck all the haters. Right. Like, you know, uh, it's one thing if you uh, use a sample uh, or cover a song and you don't go the appropriate channel right. to like, let's get the lawyer, set it up, you get whatever. I don't For give a sure. fuck, but right. this is what I want to do. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, uh, off that's a fucking fantastic no, song. It's, it's, it's one that they play seldom live, but okay. when they do and you get to see it live, I've seen it live, I think, only twice in the 21 times I've seen them, if that tells you like how big of a rarity sure. it is and sure. how big of a deal it is. Yeah. There's one big thing, though, about them, a lot of people don't know, uh, Nick Hexham's parents went to KU, and that's where they met. Oh, that's, funny. That's where they met, and they have a huge love for Kansas City because Kansas City was one of the first towns you know, with major outreach in a big city close to Nebraska. Of we course. We were one of the first towns to really put them on. Right. And they give Kansas City a very special set list almost every single time they come through. Well, you know you're getting fucking killer deep cuts. Of course, you're going to get the hits for the people right. that come there, radio friendly or whatever. But the homeboy, uh, my my guy Eric Hess, who was on episode five, he's the one that had uh, three eleven music. Great album, and uh, he partied with him. They oh really? Play, he went to K State, and they did a show in Aggieville, and then I guess they the whole band went back to their frat house that's and they awesome. partied. that's and fucking like, badass um but 
um, you know, uh, there's a pretty big difference in, um, you know, like we were talking about with acid, you know, all these years ago, I like drugs, give me the drugs, um, you know, and, and drinking has worn 57 different hats, you know, over the years. Um, and you know, we talked a little bit about partying and, and, and your sort of, I don't want to say your crew, but your my crew back at the Bean. You know, you guys were part. So, 2011 Brett Batliner versus 2023 Brett Batliner. What I look back and I want to smack him in the face. <laughs> that's not. But I mean, what is there's got a, a, a glare. The biggest glaring difference in obviously you're always who you are. You know, there's some stuff that never changes. But I mean, what do you think the biggest change in your life? has been across the last, what is that, 12 years? I think uh, my motivation's changed a lot whenever, fuck, I can't even really pinpoint it. I was getting arrested a lot for stupid shit. Really? Like, stupid shit. Like, not going to court for a parking ticket or, like, a speeding ticket and just not giving a fuck. And it got to the point where I was on probation for, like, so many different things at one time, like... I just kind of had this epiphany when I was like 20 drop UAs. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent fucking right. Right down the street here. <laughs> fucking, uh, did you fail any? Um, no, never failed any. Cause okay. whenever I was actually on papers, I was like, I'm trying to get off this shit. Like <laughs> I, not, some, some this, people this sucks. <laughs> some people believe that, but can't, they don't have the discipline. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. So I think, uh, drug use definitely went down. Uh, I definitely kicked myself in the ass about that. I think at a better age than a lot more of my friends did. Cool. Uh, I definitely had a stint with cocaine. Some years, really a couple, well, not even a couple years ago. It's been like fuck five, six years ago. Now. Okay, but like, how did how did that? Did did, did just only just, blame the restaurant industry or no? I blame okay. myself. Hundred percent blame myself. But I mean, for, like, I I went many 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 years without. It just was never. I never crossed paths with for it. Sure. I learned after the fact that it was around. I just didn't know because this is a little bit of a secretive kind of drug. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how was it that it came into your life and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in, get down with this? For I a while. mean, it had always kind of been there. Okay, even in high school and stuff. Okay, like I had never tried it until I was, I think, 17 or 18 was the first time I did it. Okay, and I didn't really like it at the time. And I don't know if it's because it was a shitty batch or if it's because we weren't drinking. To me, if you're doing cocaine, you have to have alcohol involved. Okay. Otherwise, there's no fucking point. In, I see. In my eyes, anyway. Right. Like, <laughs> otherwise, you're literally just chasing a fucking dragon well, all night. I mean, and... doesn't like cocaine enable you to continue drinking longer right, than exactly. you otherwise it, would be it, able well, to? And they cancel each other out. Uh-huh. So you can keep fucking going Woo-hoo! all night. Exactly. And you're at the same level all night. Until you stop both of those things and you get depressed and curl up in your bed for and fucking feel like 18 absolute hours, dog right, shit. and go through guilt and depression and all right. that. And right. I think whenever that really started happening, because I had kicked acid and fucking any any desire to do drugs for a long time, and then I want to say twenty four ish, whenever I moved back home from Colorado, really got into it because people out there were into it. And you could get really good blow in Denver. No kidding. And it would make its way up to the mountains. Sure. I wouldn't even have to go anywhere. 
Like, now, uh, talk to me about that, the choice to make that move, because, like, I, I, you know, it made sense. I knew that was a passion of yours. For sure. But it also, and I don't know that I ever asked, but it also felt like uh, you had, uh, you know, uh, some something of a network in terms of working towards the goal of being a professional paid rapper. Yeah. Uh, and so that's here. So if you go there, you're kind of walking away from that. What was the, I, I used to know what, why just the snowboard? Yeah. Just cause I wanted a free ski pass. Okay. <laughs> so you were to, working for a resort. To, yep. I wanted to go ride every day and, and just kind of fuck off. And I thought it was a good way to hit the reset button Okay, from kind of Lee summit in Kansas city. And, you know, I hate the word toxic. I hate that word. I feel like it's become gets thrown a really, a lot. really fucking yeah. trendy word now. But like, I was living a. Semi- well, we're both toxic males. Fair so, enough, I mean, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I feel like I was living a semi-toxic lifestyle from like age twenty-one to like twenty-three, twenty-four-ish. Like, freshly twenty-one, I never had a fake ID because I didn't want to spoil my twenty-first birthday. Oh, okay. So you know, I was only drinking at house parties and shit, and gotcha. bars that wouldn't card me, but I would still. I didn't go to my first bar till I was like 20. Okay. You know, so I was making less than favorable decisions for a couple years. And, uh, was like, you know what? My friend just moved out here. She told me it's fucking awesome. Why not? You know, what do I have to lose here? You know, I'm living with my parents. I have a fucking quote unquote dead end job. That's not going to advance me anywhere in life. Why not go try to do something where it allows me to do something I'm passionate about and yeah. love every day. So how long were you out there? Uh, two seasons. So okay. first season I came back in March and then went back that November. Yeah. I moved back the day of the Royals parade. Okay. That same year. And then I was there until almost June. Uh, oh, wow. The following year. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, really was clashing heads cause I switched resorts. I was clashing heads with my department boss uh, already. And then one of my good friends, uh, mom's passed away and my decision to move home, like I had already decided to, and I was going to quit and come back home and shit, but that really expedited the process. And I was like, Oh fuck, I got to come home for the funeral. You know, she was like a second mom to me and all that. So we had a impromptu going away party that ended up being a like 150 person kegger in my condo which was about 75% of the staff of the mountain that I worked at. Cause it was a very smaller, yeah. small, like niche resort. And like, it was something like 35% of employees didn't show up to work the next day. <laughs> Did you get in trouble? Uh, so I was already, like I said, I was already at odds with my boss and they had already known that <laughs> I was leaving but uh, I go to the mountain that day to clear out my locker because that's where all my gear was and shit. And my boss had broke into my locker, taken my snowboard, my helmet, all all my gear, and locked it away in his little storage closet because he's pissed off at me because nobody fucking showed up to work that day. <laughs> he wants an opportunity to chew you out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. He's, looking, he's looking to get some fucking FaceTime with me and... Finally do, and don't use me as a fucking reference ever, da-da-da-da, you throw Jesus. this kegger. And I mean... Like, okay, it's not on me that these motherfuckers got too fucked up and not, didn't come to work. I just like, know how to have a good time. Right, that's not my fault. Yeah. Don't be mad because you weren't invited because right. you're a dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and it finally got to the point, I was like, oh, yeah, also, you know, where's all my shit? Like, you have like $1,000 worth of my stuff. Like, I don't know how much you know about snowboarding and skiing, but it's not a fucking cheap hobby. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... uh 
He's like, well, it's locked up. You can get it at the end of the day. I'm like, bro, my car's packed. Like, I'm driving back to Kansas City right now. Like, so you can either give me my shit or I'm going to call the sheriffs and tell them that you stole my shit and you're refusing to give it back to me. And he's like, go ahead, call him. I'm like, oh fuck, God. okay. So I go up to HR office and they know about the whole kegger thing and they're less than thrilled with me. And I'm like, look, guys, I know you it's hate not me. HR's job to have an opinion. Right. They're supposed to be there to be a sounding board right. or a support. Right. So I go up there and I'm like, look, guys, I know you hate me. I'm sorry. Whatever. That's beside the point. I'm trying to move back home and I don't want to wait eight fucking hours to get my shit. Yeah. So either I'm going to call the cops or you're going to get a master key and give me my stuff back right now because... I'm trying to leave. This gets me out of your guys' hair quicker. Like, yeah. can we just cut ties and never talk about this again? And yeah, no, he literally fucking did stole they my get shit. It for you? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Nice. Oh and, oh, and the smug-ass look on my face whenever I walk in there with the HR department, and he's just sitting there in his office, and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> I have to do it. Fuck, I have to give him his stuff back. But, no, best, uh, best like, Two years of my life, for sure. No regrets doing that. Not one okay. bit. No, not one bit at all. Cool. Would I do it again? Probably not. Well, you're not the same age. I'm also, yeah, right. And I was, that's what I was getting ready to get into is it's really hard to, fuck, it was hard then to live the snow bum lifestyle because we were getting paid dog shit wages. Sure. Yeah. Complete dog shit wages. I'm actually a part of a huge class action lawsuit oh, shit. against Vail Resorts. Oh, boy. Because I was in there in the time of... Uh, employees being treated poorly, uh, employees being underpaid and overworked, and employees uh, having shitty housing situations. Oh, damn. So they're in the process of paying out a lot of money to a lot of people over the course of, it's something like 15 years. Like, it's a Jeez. big fucking thing. Wow. Um, so, like, I, I've always felt like you're somebody, uh, you know, you have a path destined for happiness. For sure. Uh, you, you don't, you know, years ago, you didn't seem like you always put one foot in front of the other, but the, the, you know, I, I still, I would, I would take two steps back a lot of the time. I still feel that way. I mean, I, I barely know you these days. I mean, I I know you, but right. right, We don't, but I still sort of feel that way. Uh, is there, uh, you know, we were talking about, is it legitimate actual fear of dying or fear of leaving an incomplete life behind are I, you i think it's the latter for sure are, are there things for you do you have a couple things that you're like man i i, I really want to accomplish x and y or you know you know i think there are i just don't know what it is yet okay like i definitely want more accomplishments in music sure be it like you know and, and i've always said this too like I'd rather have 10,000 fans that know every song than 10 million who know just one. Right. Like, I don't want, I don't give a fuck about being famous. Right. I don't give a shit about being rich. Like, right. Fuck. One of my good friends makes like 450 K a year and he's one of the most miserable sad sacks I've oh, ever man. fucking seen in my that life. Sucks. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, know, and, and this cat named, uh, <clears throat> Josh Dubois did, uh, episode 32 and he, um, put to get for the 19 Super Bowl run. He put together, at least one, possibly two, uh, super cool Chiefs hype videos yeah. with Mac Lethal. Yeah. Um. And so, so he he does video for a living. Like that's what is what he does. For so, sure. You know, he, like uh, he he could see. Like I don't even need to try and explain the thing I'm trying to. And he knows what I'm talking for about. For sure. Yeah. Like, he lives right. and breathes this. Right. And he, so we're sitting there just bullshit, just right in the middle, of it, and he goes. Um, you got to remember that uh, 
perfect is never going to be as good as complete. Right. Or perfect is yeah, never going to be as good as finished. And that's, I, that's at, good. At the time, <laughs> that's really good. I was like, huh? And then a few minutes after he was gone, I was like, that makes sense. Amen. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> right. Because you know what is what what is per- like now. I don't know that you're in whatever lick that is. I don't think you're seeking perfection. Right. You're seeking for it to be right for you. For sure. Right. right. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it's something to be said for like, yeah, I fucking, I had a vision for this and I launched it and I started it and it's a complete thing. And now I'm doing this other thing and I'm really glad that I did that. Right. You know, like moving away and snowboarding for a couple of seasons, like, why the fuck not, dude? Right. Like go and and I was I was kind of skeptical on it at first. Like you know, I'd I'd been out of my parents' house for a short period of time before that. Moved back in, whatever. It wasn't really until I talked to my dad, and my dad was like, "Just fucking do it." Right. Like, and he was like, "You're an idiot if you don't." Basically, <laughs> like he was like, "I had an opportunity to do it, and I didn't, and I regret it." And pretty well paraphrasing there but that's it's coming out of my dad's mouth i'm like okay yep yeah i'm I'm, fuck it i'm doing it i mean like you you don't you can't ever evolve as a person if you don't experience regret yeah but once you have a couple of significant regrets like that should be your mindset like and regrets with me like i like to think i don't have any regrets i look at anything that i would think is a regret and kind of take it as a life lesson instead right like right because if i look at it as a regret then i'm gonna fucking dwell on it well think about it always i'm gonna think about how i could have changed it i mean like like intentionally choosing to pass on opportunities oh for sure right right right. Um, yeah i gotcha you know especially if they're like something you've never done before and you right. absolutely don't know fucking anything about doing like get in there right do it figure out what it feels like to try right and w- what's that gonna cost you exactly you know? uh i'm gonna embarrass you for a oh, quick second fuck. here i was waiting for this <laughs> uh were you really uh-huh uh, I something was gonna come up at some point so t- about two and a half years ago uh-huh. um i get a random message from you uh-huh. on messenger um and I think I had maybe just shared a Rogan episode on Facebook or so when, when a lot of this, like, uh, you know, Trump stuff was going like, I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was still kind of mid COVID times. Could, wasn't it? Yeah, two and a half years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, we're, right. we're th- three deep in this now. Yeah. I mean, which is um, fucking crazy yeah, to think about. That's, yeah. that's just insane to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my boss has it right now. You know, it's like, do you want another beverage? No, I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm solid. Um, but anyway, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't with you when you, it occurred to you to type it. Uh, I, I still don't know the impetus behind it, but it was, I was probably drunk. I, I figured Honestly, maybe I was maybe. probably drunk if it was over COVID times. I but, was at home a lot I, drinking. I, I had, lot. I had, a, yeah, I mean, we're, we're <laughs> playing on the same team. Um, but you know, it sort of feels like the Trump, election and presidency kind of changed facebook forever for uh yeah i think all the social media landscape yeah even even like fucking which is news reporting not a that's not a feather cap that's not bragging rights you know (laughs) Uh, like because it like really unearthed a whole lot of negativity yeah for sure it was kind of laying dormant out there Mm -hmm. maybe um but anyway uh so i i i shared a bunch of shit over that period of time. And I fucking engaged in some arguments. Um, there might be a couple little pebbles of regret in there on my part. 
because uh, I don't want to like participate in negativity and just you know, right. anyway. Um, so anyway, I shared something and you hit me up and said, I'm loving all the shit you're sharing. And I'm glad to know we're on the same page with the way the world is. You taught me a lot at a very impressionable age, and I appreciate you for everything you did for me. You might not realize it, but when I was working under you, I looked up to you a lot, man, like an unnecessary amount. I knew you were going to fucking bring that up, too. Just, I knew it. <laughs> just you giving me shit and me feeding it right back to you helped me so much in the service industry that it really translated to my life. It's just nice to see people I've looked up to actually give a fuck about how things are going down these days. And... uh like one of the nicest things I've ever read. I mean, I, I, I repl- we had a back and forth yeah, for, for a sure. minute yeah, and yeah. I like, you know, um, it meant a lot. And so I think, you know, um, I was just watching, you know, an hour or so before you got here, uh, a little YouTube clip of, uh, Chappelle and Rogan talking about, <clears throat> um, well, they were talking about Eddie Murphy and, you know, Rogan asked him, why do you think he does? Why isn't he doing stand up?" And he said something to the effect of, you know, he's like embarrassed about some of his material and raw and delirious. And Chappelle's like, yeah, but that was 1987. That was the way the world was. And you were, you were, we're always a spokesperson for the times. And that's all you were like, you're not, nobody's judging 2023 Eddie Murphy based on 1987 Eddie Murphy's one hour set. Right. That's, that's crazy. Which is a legendary set. In and of itself, like, raw and delirious, <laughs> right. absolutely. But um, you know, uh, so, so from there, Chappelle goes on to talking about um, being all about doing stuff for people, and you know, it can. There is no definition on the scope of what that is. It can be you dump, you know, one point five million dollars into this startup charity or or, or thing, you know, that does forever it will right. forever do for people for sure and in the same breath he says it can also be the way you smile at someone at the grocery store right um which is 100 percent true though. and the like, point is that like that that doesn't that shit doesn't happen to me very often nobody like seldom does like a very visible you know palpable nice gesture for sure like i bought this i'm driving this um um acura mdx suv right now and uh the day I brought it home, I drove past my neighbor and stopped and rolled down the window and talked to him. And he was kind of checking it out. <coughs> and uh, as soon as I left, he like went online and figured out which cell phone mount thing goes with and bought it. And then when it came, he walked it over to my house. And I was like, I'm going to cry. Like, this right. is the nicest thing anybody, you know. Right. It's, there plenty of people have done plenty of nice things for, for me. Sure. But they're you know, here and there. So point being, uh, like I don't, you as the, you know, the proverbial you as the doer of the nice deed, um, never know how it's going to land on the other person. But if you're doing something like heartfelt and nice and genuine, it's probably going to feel really good to that person. So when somebody has the courage to do something like that, I think it should not go unmentioned. And I, I, I kid a little bit about saying I'm embarrassed, but I mean, it's, I no, really sure. appreciated that. No, that was, for sure, dude. And like I said, that I was a hard like, time for me, you know, um, first time father, 
I'm working 30 minutes away from home. I'm putting right. in a shitload of hours. I got first and well, the next gig ended up being the same in that uh, no no exec above me, no sue below me. It's just me. Yeah. And that's why at that place and the other place, I insisted on my coat just saying chef. Right. Like we're, we're not going to do this whole fucking, you know, three. It, no, no, that's just what I am. And I'm, I'm trying to make this a, a palpable living, right, you know, in sure. a place people in, and it's not easy. Um, so, you know, when I was like, all that came at me full force with the, here's the parties and here's how soon we right. don't have two weeks. Yeah. Right. Two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's your staff. I was just like, you know, I'm I fucked. I could totally see <laughs> way off. I could see the little eddy, the little whirlpool that if I swam too near it, you right. know, down the crazy hole, yeah, cause it's too much. So it was a wild time, you know. We had a good thing going there for a minute. Uh, I knew sadly once it it was too late that right. there were not an. You need three to five years worth of funds to get you out of losing money in those initial years. Right. So that's why, you know, if you can make it, I mean, shit, even if you make it past the first years in independent business or restaurant or whatever, like that's, that's a feat in and of itself. Even if right. you don't make it past the second year. Right. Um, but you know, a lot of characters there, Josh Hecht and a person, Lisa mountain, mm-hmm. uh, Austin, as much as he pissed me off, it, so many times jed isaac you renard renard uh, oh renard i've run into I, him dude i fucking delivered him a pizza one time like years afterwards okay and it took us a second and we were both like renard brett, brett. i was like holy shit how are yeah, you man yeah. like <laughs> <clears throat> when i uh we had somebody leave uh you know and whenever somebody leaves the, all of their accounts get distributed among, and so this dude left and uh actually he was my rep for a minute at the bean really uh and then we're working together and so he's he's leaving to go elsewhere and uh one of the accounts i got from him was unity unity temple okay which is like uh the they have an inn and then they have a bookstore and Mm -hmm. a hotel um and so when the day i went there to do introductions and i'm meeting the sort of the gm and the chef uh, and getting their numbers, the chef says to me, uh, I'd give you my Sue Renard's number, but he's off today. And I said, excuse me, <laughs> Renard Johnson? And he was like, yeah. And I took out my, I don't I don't ever delete contacts. Right, unless, for sure. Unless there's an absolute need to. Yeah. I was like, is that his number? And he looked at it and he's like, yeah. How the <laughs> fuck do you know? And I was like, he used to cook for me, man. That's like, awesome. Uh, Lonnie, you know, Charlie, Nathan. Nathan, Nathan Nathan was Nathan. our uh, PM dish pack horse oh, for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turned out to be quite an interesting cat. Yep. Uh, how did this go? So, he, so like, he was buddies with Josh. Uh, and then... And see, and that's such a fucking hard time for me to remember. Right. Like... Yeah, yeah. Not only, like, because it's so long ago, but just being in so many different kitchens and so many different restaurants and shit since then. Like, yeah. Well, Fuck. I don't, I don't remember the details, but Josh got him the job, and Nathan, I think, quickly took a liking to Josh's girlfriend, and I, they were a one car, maybe lived together mm-hmm. couple. Yeah, so it was like I remember that, yeah, yeah. And then sure. it was like, yep, yep. Uh, I don't remember if she 
was like, hell no, get lost. Or if she actually went with him instead. But either way, it was like, well, what are you doing, dude? Right. He just got you. <laughs> so this is, first of all, this is how you show your gratitude for somebody to get you. Second of all, you guys are doing, you know, 32 of the 40 hours uh, together, like seven feet away from right. him. He's in the dish pit and Josh is on saute. Right. How, how does this end well? Like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Anyway, I, I think I heard later that he was, uh, you know, uh, somebody that could, was maybe kind of swirling in a drug pool and was easily, sw- I, who knows? Unfortunately, but, that's how it goes a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. So picture this scenario for me. You wake up, you're in your bed, and imagine your bed is comfy as fuck. Maybe it already is, I don't know. But it's a real challenge to get out of. Okay. Uh, it's not late, though. You went to bed early, and you haven't consumed any intoxicants in 72-plus hours. Okay. You do whatever your morning routine is, have a coffee or a Red Bull, while you reflect on how long it's been since you bathed, and you just have a good, warm, happy, silent-ish stretch in, in the front window looking out at the world. In that moment, what does it need the most? The world, yeah. Fuck, that's that's heavy. Oh so so so, so things are like I can't even perfect for it's a perfect way to. Start I was gonna day. say like you just laid everything out. Everything's like perfect, like. but out there, <laughs> it's not always perfect. Out there, uh, you look out, you're just looking at. I don't know. God even, damn, I don't even know how to answer that. Like, what does the world need? Fucking leadership. Okay, <laughs> fascinating. I think. I Where think, should that come from? Uh, not old white dudes. Okay. All right. For starters. Okay. <laughs> I think, uh, not to politicize this or anything. Right. But like, but do you mean in, in terms of people running countries or I just think in, in, in general, that was like a blanket statement. Like, figures like take charge and lead your own life. You sure. know what I mean? Okay. Like it's okay. not up to anybody, but you sure to get yourself going interesting you know what i mean fantastic it's, answer it's great to like be a helping hand for people and kind of try to push them in the right direction but at the end of the day if they're not gonna you know get off their ass and do something for themselves then right there's no fucking point right you know what i mean and i i, I like to think that i've cut most of those people out of my life <laughs> that are you know not necessarily motivated to even like go to work or whatever or right they, you know um, so we, we sort of touched on this, uh, earlier and, and I think you said, uh, you, you know, there are some things that you want to accomplish. You just aren't sure what they are yet, mm-hmm. but is that the same thing as a bucket list? And if not, do you have bucket list items? I really don't have a bucket list, man. Like I've, I've done a lot of cool shit in my life okay. thus far, like in, in, in 30 years. Yeah. Uh, it's such a cliche thing, like skydiving. Obviously I want to go skydiving at some point before I die. Very cliche bucket list answer, but like. No, and I think it relates kind of back to the music thing. Like, sure. I want to have, I want to be able to live off of doing nothing but making music. Okay. And like I said earlier, like, I don't give a shit about the money aspect. I don't want to be rich. I don't want to be famous. You know, I want respect from my peers who enjoy listening to what I've created and I want a stable living. Okay. You know, be, so, if that's making 45, 50 K a year and renting houses for the rest of my life. Right. So fucking be it. So you wake up tomorrow and you've won 1.5 million in the Powerball. Mm-hmm. How? What? What are some ways in which your life uh, looks different? I invest at least half of it in immediately in gold. 
or really? silver or whatever metal is precious. Is that a, a wise? Is that widely accepted as a wise thing to do right now? I, you know, I think it always is. I okay. just growing up, I think that's always been something that I just feel like in the back of my head. I remember hearing people. Like, I, I run across people that do this. Right, like every other you know paycheck, I mean? they immediately go and blah blah blah. I've never run across somebody that is like fuck i wish i wouldn't have invested all that money in gold right. seeing like the silver. whole the, with the whole like cryptocurrency thing i think that's going to come crashing down on its fucking face isn't at some it, point isn't it kind of already i don't keep up with it i know i don't I, either i i don't know enough about it to talk about it but do I you think... know enough about uh god damn it what are they called uh NF- NFTs? yes yes I think they're fucking stupid. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I, I think, I how don't is see it valuable? The, I don't see the point at okay. all because okay. it lives in a digital space or whatever. Like, I don't get it. Well, like, fucking Donald like, Trump made what, what was it? 400 grand. And uh, what did you see up his, 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 his trading cards that he made? <laughs> $99 a piece. Fuck. I wanted to buy one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like printed yeah. out and hanging on my wall. It's um, the most incredible piece of shit thing I've ever seen in my life. God. But like, no, it's just incredible to me that people are so, fucking strung out on having things in a digital space like when facebook right. came up with like the whole meta thing or whatever which i still don't fully understand what that is like i saw on some fucking ad or something like oh i have a house in this farm and meta like in the metaverse i'm like what the fuck is that even like i have a house in real life like <laughs> what you smoking does on? that not right yeah. does that not count for anything anymore yeah. like we have to make a digital life for ourselves oh, like man. don't get me wrong i fucking love playing video games but like i don't need to sync a real fake life onto the internet right you know like so invest at least half at least half in gold and i, and I say gold or silver or something and get a financial advisor i would okay. say would be my first step <coughs> and then be like i'm gonna take half of this and invest it in something what should it be Sure. In my mind, that automatically just like goes to like gold or silver okay. or something like that. You know. What else is different about your life, though? Um, my parents don't have to worry about their home struggles anymore, financial struggles for okay. at least some good time. Dude, I saw a thing the other day that said five uh, percent of this country right now is like set up to be able to take care of themselves into retirement and beyond. Five. That's a percent that's a big number big ish number though when you think about it that means 95 percent of us are not yeah we're fucked that's but a big I, number i thought i thought it wouldn't i didn't know where you're going with that but after you did i figured that number would be a lot lower than five percent five percent yeah God, but I, I mean i mean shit i mean how many billionaires are i never thought about it before but i you know once i did i was like shit i thought it would be at least close to like half sure you know, it seems like I run across people all the time that are like, yeah, we've got, they never say, but it's like, sure, they've got sure. things in place. See, I'm like, not, not that my parents aren't financially stable or anything, but if I tomorrow had 1.5 million cash, yeah. they wouldn't have to worry about shit yeah, for the rest of their of lives. Course. They're, they're good. Okay. <laughs> they're cool. Investing parents. Um, I think depending on how much money I have left over, definitely a little shack in the mountains. Okay. For sure. A little, just cool. a little piece of shit shack that I can sleep in when I'm up there. Sure. Uh, maybe a little piece of shit shack on a beach somewhere. Okay. It doesn't take a lot to make me happy. I, really yeah. Uh, maybe a badass car or two in the driveway and okay. that's it. You nice. Know, I don't, I don't need a big fucking mansion. Like, are you going to go, are you going to show up for your restaurant shift the, the, oh, the yeah. day after I, that? I would, I would continue working. Okay. Yeah. I okay. Think, I think I'd like, I'd like to think that I would keep sure. working. You know, I might, I might take a little vacation yeah. or something, but like. 
you know, just because you got a $1.5 million payday at age 30 doesn't mean, you know, if I wanted to, I could spend that in a fucking day. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Take me to Vegas and I can come back the same dude I was 24 hours ago. Right. Uh, so we, we, you know, we did a, a little bit of due diligence on Transistor and um, I wanted to ask uh, if there were any other records you wanted to just give shouts out to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely that one right there. Um, which is Run the Jewels 4. Yep. Honestly, all of their records. Because um, I was familiar with Killer Mike and LP before they became Run the Jewels. Right. But then when, which is funny because like <coughs> not a lot of people in the hip hop space, like who were keeping up with current rap knew who LP was. I feel like a lot of people. Knew I didn't who, know who he was till I started this. I feel like a lot of people knew who killer Mike was, but LP. And it's so crazy too. Cause he's had such a, he's had such an effect on like East coast hip hop and shit. And he's been such an influence to so many people that once you start hearing in these interviews, Oh, like LP, El Producto, like that's my influence. Like you hear it and you hear it translate into their music. Right. But whenever I first heard the first Run the Jewels song, uh, it was for Adult Swim. Adult Swim yeah, brought them yeah, together. Uh-huh. And they didn't, I can't remember what, if Mike didn't want to work with LP or LP didn't want to work with Mike. I can't remember, but it was one of those. And it went on for like seven or eight months or something like that. Okay. And it was finally like, okay, fucking fine. Like, I'll sit down and we'll talk and see what happens. And they made magic. Right. And in my eyes... They're the best hip hop duo of all time. Okay. Nobody can come close. They nice. have four perfect albums in a row. Wow. Each one of them, no skips for me. Okay. Like, Shit. which is fucking insanity. Right. And to even one record with no skips. Right. Right. And Bravo. I mean, especially when it comes to four, like, they put RTJ4 out at such a fucking. And I think they've done, like, they did this a couple times. Uh, they're really good at releasing albums at, like, certain points not even necessarily like of the year, but like their music coincides with what is happening in the world. I feel like I've read that. Like, like, and they've put all their albums out for free too. Right. You don't have to buy them because they want everybody to hear their shit. Right. Because it means something to them and they hope that you can learn something from it. Yada, 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 blah, blah, whatever. But when run the jewels four came out, like by the time three came out and like, I was like, okay, that's three in a row. Like they have to, they have to fuck this up at some point. Give me the like, dud. Right, I'm ready like, for the they dud have to fuck this up at some point. Exactly. And then RTJ four came out and I remember, uh, waking up over COVID and I was off work. I was in the house and my daily routine was cooking breakfast, making a big old fucking mess of whatever, cleaning up, start drinking by about one or two o'clock drink all fucking day by myself make a mess, clean up my drunken mess, do it all over again. Living with who? Me, myself, and I. And, you were living alone. And my, my dogs and my cats, yes. Okay. So, I think the animals definitely helped my sanity. But, yeah, I was knocking back at least at least a half a bottle of vodka every day. Damn. Yeah, it was... Big bottle? Just a fifth. You okay, know, you know. sure. <laughs> right. Uh that was also probably when my alcohol tolerance was at its all-time highest right. thus far. So right. it would take me about half a bottle to get where I even wanted to All go. Right. Now <laughs> right. we're getting somewhere. Right. Oh, fuck. It's midnight. Yeah, right. <laughs> but when this album came out, they put it out, and they had a really big heartfelt message because they put it out a couple weeks early. Yes. And it was like we have songs on here that we recorded months ago that are pertaining to what's happening in the world right now. And we yeah. feel like we're going to yeah. help you get through a really shitty time. And there's one song on there called uh, 
walking in snow that is pretty well completely about police brutality and different perspectives of police brutality. And I can't remember who it was, but it was, it was another fucking young black dude who got killed by cops. Like, and it was like a day before that happened and that event happened and they're like, fuck it. Like, That's we right. Need to, yeah. We need I to remember put, reading we need that. To fucking put yeah. this out. And, and they did it again. I mean, they, they strike a chord on so many different levels of emotion for me just cause like, I'm such a hip hop purist. Like I can't stand radio rap. Like, okay. I, I hate all the new shit, all like the little yachties and like the mumble raps and people who use auto tune too much. Like I can't, or at all. I can't. Yeah. Right. I can't fucking do it. And there's a lot of it out there, man. It's too, it's diluted the fucking rap industry. Well, I feel like, like you can, you know, literally if you have a setup and things are, uh, positioned the way they need, you can push a couple buttons. I could download a fucking YouTube instrumental on that computer right now. Give me two hours and like a couple beers and I'll have fucking three songs for you that I can put on the internet right now. You know what I mean? Like I don't, it's, it's too accessible. It's not and everybody thinks they're a fucking rapper. Well, like, it, you know, and you know, I know old white guy that doesn't know shit, but a, a lot of that fucking, a lot of it starts to sound real fucking similar, real fast. Because it is, it's all the same shit. And, and I'm like, it's all is, the recycled. It's that nobody has their own cadence or flow. It's all. you see, you see a lot of sounds. Exactly, it's that shit over and over and over. But a lot of it will get sound use in tiktoks and mm-hmm. then the tiktoks go viral yep. and then whatever happens and, and then you haven't that person dropping another one or, or six people that sound like them well there was a festival i don't know if you heard about it's called when, when we were uh, blah, blah, when we were young festival yeah it's tailored to my generation it's a lot of pop punk a lot of like emo sure. shit like that yeah uh insane lineup for like you know somebody like me who grew up in that generation but they had like two or three fucking tiktok stars on there that nobody knew who these fucking people were like <laughs> exactly. three months ago. Yeah. And like I remember even like reading the lineup and I'm like, oh, who's this? And I go Google it and it's like, oh, TikTok star blows up 10 million views overnight. I'm like, what the fuck? Like just think about all the hours that well, you put even, into writing and, and it recording. It makes and... me so fucking mad, dude. This is this is why people have like, AR fifteens. Right. And like and and I hate to like sound like the bitter white rapper who never made it or anything like that, because I definitely had some circulation i got played on radio stations a couple different underground hip-hop stations in the united states a couple times and i had like huge play in europe at one point for real which is weird like how you know how it got there no that's the thing like it's so fucking (laughs) strange power of the internet man but like like i said like i hate to sound like the the bitter dude who never made it but like fuck you like (laughs) i have put my blood sweat and tears into this for years and years and years and money gone down the drain that I did not get reciprocated back to me. That's, you know, I'm not drawing like identical parallels, but you know, uh, again, here's your staff of, you know, five 19 year old white kids that have really never done this before. Right. Right. And, and then, you know, I I don't want to make an example out of them, but sorry, I'm going to have to anyway. Isaac is in there and he's like, you know, very audibly and visibly sort of scoffing at the rest of you. Oh, for sure. Cause he's got his little short. Oh yeah. He had his little, oh, the, first, the first day he came in with his little knife set. I was like, who's this pretentious little cunt. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever experience he had or, or culinary program, he had just, whatever it was, it was like, cool. Uh, still 
dish pit or right. you know you're still working the fryer right like i don't give two f- until you show me right you gotta at least you know if you can't you gotta you know it used to be got, show me a few months but i mean start somebody off first at first shift friday night in a high volume mm-hmm. restaurant put them on dish and then make them do saturday night and sunday right. night if they show up on monday yeah. you probably yeah. got a keeper right you know exactly. what i'm saying yeah, like sure. you don't just R- roll in from right you got your nice little whatever. chef lights on like, from fucking you know, <laughs> whatever the place on the plaza where called. do i write my menu <laughs> not right. here not <laughs> right. in this building <laughs> right like, you know fuck off no, totally there's totally a parallel between that but like it just kills me that it's and it's not that it wasn't easy to get my music out there whenever our right. little squad was doing this 10 11 12 fucking years ago which is just bewildering for me to think about like that's fucking insane it feels like a lifetime ago but and you know we did like i said we did get some success but if you don't keep that snowball going right the snowball's gonna melt at some point and the snowball melted ironically enough whenever i moved to the fucking mountains (laughs) now that i'm surrounded by snow right exactly snowball i don't know i i I think i'd I'd like to keep the dream alive and like i said i'm always writing music and it's great i have like a full trap album that i wrote that like not my style at all, but I know if I put it out there, like it would fucking hit with all these other like radio rap songs. Cool. Well, you know, uh, I don't know how far you got into Mab's episode, but uh, I got I got pretty decently far, he, and I started cooking dinner. But I, I he's pretty uh, far because that was a like a good three hour one or, it or was so. Up there. Wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, we're we're rolling up on the three mark ourselves, um, but. Uh, he talked about uh, losing a cousin that was very close yeah, to him. Yeah, big walk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and so he's got uh, three, I think. Maybe some stuff with that cousin, maybe some stuff of his own, but th- three yep, projects. Yep, I definitely, definitely are, got to that point. That are kind of sure. just on hold. Yeah. And, but he's, you could, I could tell, I'm going to get to him, you mm-hmm. know, and don't force it. Like, right. if it's meant to have, like, it'll, you know. See, and that's another thing with music or any anything that you're doing creatively, that you're drawing from a place of pure inspiration out of fucking thin air. Like, right. It's so hard to know when it's done. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. so fucking hard. Yeah. Like, especially whenever you're the person creating it, like, cause you're just going to pester yourself and drive yourself. Well, I think, I think oftentimes a good indicator can be, um, when you, whatever, sit down in the chair to work on whatever, you know, when you reach a point where, uh, all of a sudden the chore element has tipped the scales and now the joy part is, you, you need to, yeah. If nothing else in that moment, pause and pick around at that for a second and be like, okay, do I need to literally shift mental gears into the direction of wrapping this project up and moving on from it? Right. Because I I have poured hours of love and and I that's what I want that's what I want its essence to be. I don't want to have all this like Ugh, right. like I got to go do that. No, like get it to a spot and then seal it you know what i'm saying like for sure anyway so uh transistor rtj4 any others um i mean off the top of my we already kind of touched on it marshall mathers lp right obviously you you did watch ozark right um have not finished all of it we got behind okay i got stuck on other shows do you know what happens in the finale i pretty i'm i'm pretty confident i do but i know my girlfriend's gonna listen to this so i don't want to spoil it for her but i was on reddit one day and it's a major character death. Well, okay, but not not that. 
I don't want to expose that. Piece. Okay. But there's a scene. Uh, and uh, the one with Killer Mike. Yeah. Yeah. So so Ruth, this whole yeah, I, she, I I saw that, which I thought was kind of corny. I'm not gonna lie. It was cool seeing him there, but he's not from Chicago, and he's just like randomly in Chicago. I mean, I get it. It's whatever. Point is, that was just she's, being a she's rolling around man. listening to Nas Illmatic yeah, uh-huh. all day. And then she's late at night in this diner drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. And she's still listening. And she's finished. She gets up. She's got uh, AirPods in or whatever. And she is, almost walks past him before she notices mm-hmm. him. And she's, you know, so hey, Nas. I is, love your shit. Nas is still playing. <laughs> uh-huh. she, so she pulls the AirPod out and then the, the music. Because now that's not what we're listening right. to anymore. And hey, I love your shit. And he says some sh- stuff to her. And you're still, the camera's still on her face. Right. So he, he's saying whatever he's saying. And then he wraps up by saying, take, take it easy on the coffee. Like, you know. And then the camera, and I was like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. What? It was a it was a pretty cool hip hop nerd moment. We were watching we watched that at my girlfriend's apartment. Okay. And I remember okay. like when the camera panned, I was like, fuck, I know that fucking voice. I'm like, is that Killer Mike? Right. And they fucking show it. And I'm like, holy fucking shit, it's Killer right, Mike. Like, right, right. Which is cool because they've used a lot of their music <laughs> in the show, too. They've used several tracks right. from Run the Jewels. A lot of good music across the board in yeah, that show. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, just great show. I need We need to fucking finish it. We, I swear to God, we only have like three episodes oh, left. Like we're that right, tonight. We're right on the cusp of it. Uh, okay, it's Transistor, RTJ4, uh, and which Eminem with Marshall Mathers? Uh, Marshall Mathers LP, probably my favorite, but the Eminem introduction I got was the Eminem show. The edited version of the Eminem show, right? And then uh, the year after he put that out, Eight Mile came out, and my older brother came and pulled me out of school. I think I was in fifth grade. Pulled me out of school, and we went to see that. So that was my first real exposure to like, like dirty old school hip hop. Wow! Because Mob Deep is like the most famous, one of the most famous instrumentals of all time. Shook Ones Part Two is the beat that they use in a couple of the battles whenever they're on stage and I remember hearing that instrumental and like I think something had clicked at that age like rap music is fucking cool and there's a lot more of it than just this white guy who like looks like me and like whatever but I think I've had a big love and respect for hip-hop and rap music for a lot longer than I realized right you know like because the music I got from my brothers, like, I don't remember there being a whole lot of hip hop, you know, if really, if any at all. Right. Like, not that they don't listen to rap music, because they definitely do. But yeah, first, Eminem was just the, I don't know, I, I think every, you know, white kid my age can say that. Absolutely. Who, who fucking raps now, who's about 30 years old, you know, I yeah. guarantee you, number one influence is it's yeah. going to be Eminem. And um, for a good reason, too. Well, like I said, we're getting up on. Yeah, the better part of three, but yeah, for sure. any anything you want to plug? Um, currently, not really. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't have any major projects in the works or anything. Sure. I'm just kind of living life, trying to heal the old knee up here right. and go from there. But by the end of the year, um, I definitely think I'll have at least a project or two recorded. I mean, released. We'll see. If you do come back, if you don't come back, you yeah, know, talk talk about yeah, dude, for sure. Record. I definitely want to do this again. This was fun. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's a good little closing sentiment. Um, so uh, I don't know what it's been three weeks now. The merch line is open. So if you go to badassrecordspodcast.com, tap merch. You can find some things to buy. More more to come. Um, I know. Uh, just being. 
a, a person without other people in your life, uh, it can be tough to sure. carve out time for things. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. If you have a live-in significant other, and it, now it's even more complicated, and multiple jobs and vehicle stuff. So, uh, please don't ever forget that I am grateful for not only the time, but man, you you got a hike over here from from the nice. summit. Stones throw away. It's nothing. Whatever. But uh, <laughs> I typically don't leave the compound, though. I like to call it the compound. Sure. I've got about a four mile radius. Sure. I, I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? I got my own right here, <laughs> right. man. It's like, hey, we're meeting for beers. It's like, what's that? A seven mile, seven minute right. drive? <laughs> All right, man. I'll, I'll think about it. Right. Uh, I'll probably be an hour and a half late because mm-hmm. I couldn't decide. And then I was like, oh, fuck. I got to, you know. Right. But nevertheless, uh, keep all the uh, young lake rats in order. Don't forget to let them know who's boss. And yeah. uh, I always gotta find a way to lead the pack. I need uh, <laughs> I need at some point a pic of you of your mug for your episode's thumbnail. Yeah, for sure. So send it to me, or I'll have to fucking poach for it off sure. of one ear. I'll uh, I'll find a good one where I actually got the teeth. Is that and not what, the hockey mouth? What? How? I don't remember that from the uh, bean. That's not that's, that's post bean. Okay. This is uh, me wanting to feel good about myself over COVID and going to the fucking dentist and the dentist being like, "We got to rip six of your teeth out." Right. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, "No, seriously, this needs to this needs to happen." And then what? Uh, had to wait almost a year for it to be fully healed because they had to go in and dig so deep because my gums are some fucking anomaly there and sweet. Just, Right. I'm sure so, that was all free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. So, But um, it's not over with? You've, you've no, got not more even, Not stuff. even close. Yeah. I've got a lot of surgery ahead on that thing. It's it's going to be a couple years. Cool. I've just accepted it. Yeah. So, <laughs> well. And I've got this little mouthpiece thing. They call it a flipper or whatever. But it collects so much spit, like, on top of the roof of my mouth that I have to take it off. And when I take it out... It's like a cheese pull uh-huh. of fucking saliva, uh-huh. and it's just gross. Nobody sure. wants to see me pull my teeth yeah, out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's hard to eat and drink with them in. So. Well, get me a pick uh, when sure. this this you know a, a monthish. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll I'll fire it your way and uh, really appreciate it, dude. I appreciate you. This was All fun. Man. Thanks. Excellent. Love it. Yeah, that was long overdue. <laughs>